Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast, Hyphenation. I am your host, Kellen Conley. And uh, today I have two very special guests with me um, as I'm watching SmackDown, so my apologies. But seriously, <laughs> I have I have two guys that I've known for a very long time. I met them at WVU, at U92. We all sewed our radio oats there, and they came together to form this tag team called the Howitzer and Buzzsaw Show. <laughs> and then from there, not only were they, they were a tag team on a microphone, they became real life friends. And then these real life friends have continued to go on and continue to deliver astounding audio to you every single time they bless the mic as the Howitzer and Buzzsaw Show. I have George Howitzer Gerbo and Mike the Buzzsaw Osti. Welcome to Hyphenation, fellas. Thank you. Glad, glad to finally have uh, have you on, Asti. I've been waiting for you. <laughs> Everybody was a surprise. Yes, yeah, I'm always a surprise. No, Mike is the Mike is the main combatant in, in the ring, as it were. So, <laughs> and and well, I told uh, I did kind of tell George last week when we were doing the HPS that this potentially is a risk for Kellen because we're going to be talking about championship belts and winning titles here on this show i'm sure and last time i appeared on a hyphenation venture i was deemed mvp and got to carry a championship uh, out of ellen's house this is this is a whole different ball game that was like six years ago when that happened actually seven years ago i i have i have trained i've been in the hyperbolic storm <laughs> chamber i am ready to take on the bus all once there we more. go Kellen, I had to tell him. I, I listened to the state of the podcast back in, in January, and I'm like, you know, I was driving back home uh, from D.C., and I was like, all right, let me see what Kellen's got up. And I'm like, name dropping everybody. And then it's like, Mike, Mike Osti. And I'm like, okay. And I was like, here we go. <laughs> so I was like, listen, Kellen wants you on the podcast this year. So, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. Be ready. It's been a while. Kellen and I did some reuniting for U92 shows over the, the past few years. But yes, yeah, this is the first time in a while that I've been on, on Kellen's show, or he made a few appearances on the HPS back in the day. So it's also been a while since he's done that, which we'll have to have happen here in the not-too-distant future. But once a champion, always a champion, though, Kellen. So I, I won a championship. I went into retirement on on your media venture after the championship. I went off into the sunset <laughs> undefeated because I won to know. I won the title, and then I left, never to be heard from again. You, came, you and actually I'm, came back like a second time. You know that. And then you. I don't recall coming back a second time. You were on Ventures twice. Do I must have won two championships no, then. No, you were MVP <laughs> once. I'm pretty sure that I forget who won MVP the second time. It wasn't you, though. I think Anthony, Anthony. Like, had a breakout game. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, I trained him, though. So Anthony gives me credit for the mentorship. So I I, I won, and then my protege won. Okay, f fair enough. <laughs> right. Anyway, fellas, there's some big news that just broke tonight on SmackDown that Asti informed me of because I had not been watching wrestling. But... Charlotte is now your SmackDown Women's Champion because she somehow, and Austin, you have to fill me in on this, 
got a shot against Asuka, who has been appearing sporadically on SmackDown over the weeks, past few weeks. And she defeated her again. Um, was it been a, has it been a year since she fought Asuka? Yeah, they fought last year at WrestleMania. And now she is the SmackDown Women's Championship champion going into WrestleMania to main event against the man Becky Lynch and Ronda Rowdy, Rousey. Um, I said Ronda, whatever, against Rousey. Yeah, exa- exactly, whatever. Gerbo, <laughs> how do you feel about this? Uh, these revolting developments? I... I, I like it. I like the way it, it adds. It, you know, it kind of came out of nowhere, but I thought they could have played it up better. Like they kind of they kind of buried it where, you know, they're doing a backstage interview with Becky and she's like, you know, I'm good and, and Rhonda's good. But like Charlotte's the third wheel. And then just Charlotte comes out and says, we'll see who's the third wheel. And the next thing you know, she's in the ring with Oscar. And it's like, this has been a champ made a championship match. And I'm like, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> like, where did There was no build up or anything like just selling it. It's just like, no, here, we're going to we're going to go ahead and give Charlotte the belt just right. to throw something like they, there was no dramatic build up to it for what, what is even you know it's it, they're at uh, mohegan sunday night so it's a local it's a local show it's a connecticut show hometown and everything like that and they still didn't yeah. like do a good job of building that up in my opinion no not not at all um Asti, you want to chime? It, well i mean as I, I was i was telling you before we uh started the the green light here to record it it just seemed well it, it adds a, a sense of unpredictability now to the the WrestleMania main event. I mean, it's such a great thing for the women's revolution, no matter where you stand on it. This goes even beyond sports entertainment. It, it's a big deal to have women, regardless of the match, regardless of maybe even was for a title or not. And even though Ronda Rousey, who's not necessarily a thoroughbred in the history of sports entertainment, she's more from the legitimate MMA um Rain and then coming over to WWE a year ago. Regardless of how you get there, this is a big deal that the three of them are going to main event and not main event just in general by having their name on the card and they can say they main evented, but to actually be last. I mean, we hear for so many years, Chris Jericho, CM Punk complained about this, that WWE and Vince McMahon has the wrong match to be last at WrestleMania Often that many wrestlers who love him have complained about this, that there have been times where you'd have a championship match, Jericho versus Triple H going on last where they say it's the main event. But before that, you have a a rock and Hulk Hogan type of match or you have you have matches that are clearly the top main event because they're transcendent beyond sports. CNN and Sean. Yeah, they're the see, they're going to talk about them on the Today Show the next morning, Monday morning after Mania. They're not going to talk about the championship match with just wrestlers, even if they say it's the main event. But it turned out this year here for 2019, WWE got it right. Everybody seemingly agrees, as divided as we are in the world, we're all in agreement on this, that it was the best storyline. It had the most legs. It was built for the longest period of time. They're all three top women top curls to this point and even though one calls herself the man and it's the best story it's going to be the conversation because of ronda rousey who's a beyond transcendent star from the business of sports entertainment and it's also the last match so that's all wonderful but now it does lead you now to know that they're going to unify these championships in some way now uh, off of Charlotte winning. That clearly is the end game here and the point of doing this where the women's title on, on Raw held by Ronda Rousey right now, the women's title on SmackDown now held by Charlotte, clearly going to be unified. I'd imagine by Becky Lynch to complete her Stone Cold Steve Austin kind of 
baby face despite being a badass type of storyline for the past year. Maybe it'll be by Rousey to pump her up like a Brock Lesnar, the legitimate MMA star winning all the belts. Maybe Charlotte will do it to to be the next uh, lineage of of the flair and to be able to say that she won more than just all these women's titles, but she won this undisputed championship as well to be the future greatest women's star in the history of the business. Wouldn't surprise me if any three, any of them unified the belts. But as I was telling you guys, the negative of doing this, at least long term, you have one big payoff at Mania. You unify the belt, and any of those three options will get you on the morning shows, will get you on topics and and shows in media Mm -hmm. that are beyond just sports entertainment and WrestleMania. But then what do you do to Asuka? What do you do to Sasa Banks? What do you do to any of the other stars, Natalia, who clearly wants a singles run based on what she's talking about on Toto Bellas, and I do watch that from time and time, time to time. <laughs> I'm glad somebody's so keeping so up. So what do you do to those middle card stars in the women's division that want a championship at some point? Now there's only one to shoot for, so anybody below that level is never going to get a belt, and you make it harder to elevate, elevate the middle of the card by making the top so great. Uh, I, I agree. I uh, here I go again. I agree with you, Austin. Um, <laughs> Got to start off strong. And like, yeah. to, to to throw in quick, Kellen. Like, yeah, go ahead. Mike, Mike hit on it. Obviously, WWE likes the attention, but they love this mainstream attention. This Good Morning America, like Mike saying today's ESPN. show. Uh, well, ESPN too. But when you get into regular stuff, like Roman Reigns right. is on the next day with Robin Roberts talking about coming right. back from cancer, and so that so it's it's causing them. What was the story last year after Mania? It's Ronda Rousey and, and Angle winning the match. Then you yeah. go to the Rumble, and it's Nia Jax is in the uh, comes in on the men's side, and it's everywhere. So. You, you look at the card this year and it's like, well, we're going to stick, you know, Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins at the, at the, as the last match again. No, we're going to mix it up and do this because they want that, you know, that moment. Of course, they're going to get it, but they want it in going into the mainstream, into like, you know, regular morning TV and morning shows and not just the sports realm. And I think that that right. drives a lot of the decisions. Yeah. Whichever women, whichever one of those women wins the, the the match and unifies the belt, it doesn't matter which one of them it is. I guarantee they're on every single morning show the next day. Guarantee it. Whichever mm-hmm. one is automatically booked. Oh, 100 percent. And whoever went and if Brock doesn't retain the universal belt, then Seth will right. definitely be right there with him. I'm right. going on all the on the morning shows. I actually wrote about this whole feud a few weeks ago. Okay. I had talked about <laughs> how I thought Charlotte was going to end up. Um, I thought Charlotte has kind of fallen into being the face of the women's division and not even fallen. She's purposely there. She mm-hmm. has become the, uh, essentially she's the scene of the women's division. If you right. think about it. Yeah. And I was saying how I could easily see if Rhonda is actually taking time off or if she's actually leaving a business, I could easily see um, Charlotte winning this match and then walking away and then having the, as Osti has once again said in the past, you have the face chase the heel. And so I was thinking that they would do that and then go into SummerSlam with Becky trying to chase down Charlotte to get the belt back. And yeah, it, wouldn't hurt, it wouldn't hurt Becky too bad to take that loss, even though she has a lot of momentum now. Ultimately, yeah. it makes a better story if she has to chase longer. Yeah. Um. I everybody wants to see Becky win, um, because Becky's had such a phenomenal run since SummerSlam last year. Um, I picked her as my best in the world. Um, for 2018, as far as wrestling goes, for last year and earlier pod this year, and I want to see her win, but because of how convoluted 
and all the twists and turns that we've taken to get to this moment. I almost feel like if Becky somehow just crushes everything and then wins, even if it's a spectacular five-star match, I almost feel like it'll be anticlimactic if Becky wins at this point now because it's almost a consensus decision for her to do it, and it's WrestleMania. I had actually written myself into believing that Ronda should just crush everything at WrestleMania and then continue to just go on this heel run until SummerSlam where ultimately you have um, Becky earn the right again to face her and then take the belt off her and then let Ronda leave is what my idea was. Yeah, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all. And, and you are right in terms of creativity, which they don't always go in that direction. But in terms of creativity, it's a better for writers out there, even people that just write books that have nothing to do with wrestling. It's a better story arc for a TV show or for a sitcom or for a a novel, a series of books, say a Star Wars episodic type of situation. I mean, professional wrestling in a way is sports entertainment. It's like 90210. It's like Melrose Place. It's a soap opera in a way. And it's a better story arc for you to have. Becky Lynch not win and continue to chase. And I've been beating this drum forever. That's why Stone Cold's the one of the greatest marketing draws in sports entertainment history, despite only being a top guy. People forget he was only really a top guy for like four years. Yeah, I mean, Hulk Hogan chasing. had 30 years. <laughs> Triple H even had Triple H even had 10 plus years. The Rock had had a little bit more time. Stone Cold from about 98 to what, 2001? I mean, that's an argument yeah. from when he, he from and he had a year when off he won in the there. belt over Sean at Mania. Right. So I would put I would basically pinpoint it to when he won the belt over Sean at Mania to when him and Triple H, he did the heel turn and him and Triple H were tag team champion, WWF champion, intercontinental champion. They were the two man power trip and nobody could beat them. Once Triple H got hurt and that kind of ruined that storyline, which I actually thought was one of the more underrated ones they've ever done. But that kind of ended Austin being the top guy, too, because soon after that, he did he didn't want to show up. He wouldn't do the job to Brock. And then Brock was the guy they were building. The Rock left. But then it was Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle. So it was about three years, give or take an injury, where Stone Cold was the top guy. But yet he grossed so much money, more than everybody else, that he's in the conversation of the Mount Rush more with Hulk Hogan and and with all those guys with Shawn Michaels and Flair it's because of how beloved he was and how he was that baby face badass that everybody wants to punch their boss in the face and Stone Cold every Monday night punched his boss square <laughs> in the jaw or chased him around the building or used a, a beer truck a, a beer truck or you know th- that that type of stuff is why Stone Cold was so popular and then his catchphrases it's almost the same thing going on with Becky Lynch Becky Lynch is the Stone Cold of this you could argue that Ronda Rousey is maybe the Triple H and and maybe Charlotte is the Rock if I have to do an uh, an attitude era type of comparison, and like they did back then, where Stone Cold won championships, you have to build him up at some point. But he didn't have the belt for more than a month or two at a time. Triple H had the belt for years, it seemed. Yeah. So maybe you have the face chase the heel and keep pissing us all off that why can she never beat her and she's up against all odds and she's on crutches and still not winning. And then eventually she wins at, at SummerSlam, maybe. That's why I don't know what option they're going to do. But clearly they're going to unify the belts in some way. So I guess my question to you guys will be, when they unify the belts at Mania, 
Do you feel it's a permanent thing, or do they keep them unified until they do the payoff with Becky at, at SummerSlam, what Kellen's saying? Or maybe if Ronda leaves, they just give her a big payoff, and then she leaves, and they split the belts on Monday. What is the long-term goal here of the belts? Because there is a negative thing of unifying them that I don't think Vince actually cares about or sees the fours for the trees. But if I'm Oscar, I'm not too thrilled about this. Honestly, it, it's going to hurt the rest of the roster for the rest of the year. If they're doing what Kellen's saying and they're keeping one unified belt the whole time. I, I think it, it's going to stay. And this is just me, you know, hypothesizing you're seeing, and I know we're getting close to the draft, you know, the raw SmackDown draft seasons coming up, but Right. See, I think that maybe they see with the move to Fox for SmackDown to try to leverage some more of the Raw stars. And you see that happening more now, obviously, in the weeks leading up to Mania. But, you know, maybe the Raw women's or whatever it becomes, the unified women's title is something that fluctuates between Raw and SmackDown. Sure, but it's still less forward. women that can win a championship. Yes. No, so. no, no, no. Yeah, the, I don't like it as taking a belt away from the women, especially when you just added the the for the tag team titles for Bayley. Um and in in the raw on the raw side of it, so right. I I don't I think it's something that's going to be more fluid going. I don't like it, but I think it's something that's going to be more fluid going forward because Fox is going to you know Fox gets smacked down. They're going to say, hey, you need to right. you know throw us Roman Reigns down here once <laughs> once every couple. Right. Of weeks Maybe they want Ronda Rousey. Maybe Rousey's going to win, going to dominate a mania with a unified belt. She's going to stick around more for more money, and they want Ronda Rousey on Fox. Maybe that's part mm -hmm. of it. Maybe even the Fox producers said, you need to do this because we don't want to have you have Raw be your number one show and we have the B show without Ronda Rousey and without Brock Lesnar, the MMA stars, the transcendent stars. That doesn't make sense. We're Fox. We believe we're the same media company that's right there with CNN in the news, that's right there with ESPN in the sports. I'm not saying that's the case, but that's, I'm sure, what they think in their heads. So maybe that's what pivoted them mm. to have to do this to be able to share Rousey at least. Right, and that's exactly what I was, I don't know. I was going to say, Gerbo, is that mm -hmm. I think they are kind of positioning themselves for bringing for the SmackDown to Fox move so that I, I heard yeah. that they want to get rid of the brand, brand split again already. So mm. they want to be able to have that fluid roster and be able yeah. to go send people to be live on Friday nights and then still have people to do Raw on Monday night, of course. I never liked the brand split in the first place. I like the set. I like this one better than I did the yeah. original one just because of how it was presented and everything. But then over the past 18 months or so, it's it's gotten so blurred again. Ugh. And. And I'm, I mean, and, no matter what you do, SmackDown's the B show. I know that in George's apartment, his roommate Ryan's a big fan of SmackDown. But I've, I've it, liked the storylines on SmackDown more probably over the last agree, year than George, I did on but Raw. The ratings, but, but the ratings don't say it. I mean, no, the number I, yeah, I got you. show yeah. is Raw, regardless of the I'll give you, I agree. The better product, the writers, the producers, the cameraman, the announcers, I think play by play wise, I think the wrestling all better on SmackDown, right? 100%. But the ratings don't say that. And I think that might be one of the reasons why when they did the deal with Fox that they agreed to do it on Friday night because they're trying to move the shows apart from each other because mm -hmm. they, like, for the WWE week, you have Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, NXT. That's the first three days of the week. Yeah. And then 205 Live, if you watch that on Tuesday night. So they have four shows in the first three days of the week, and a lot of people just sat through a three-hour Raw that has a lot yeah. of fluff already on Monday. It's hard for them, especially, actually, I feel it. 
I have a hard time tuning into <laughs> SmackDown on Tuesday. Yeah, fatigue. Because yeah, yeah it's, it's rough. No, the next day is hard. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like yeah. Sometimes I even forget about it. Sometimes you even forget about it. You lose track of days when you're busy, and I mean, you might forget that the damn thing's on 24 hours later, and you you don't even get to really process the storylines. I mean, Charlotte's champion today, but 24 hours ago. She didn't. She she was getting beat up, and she was pissed, and she lost the beat the clock challenge. Hey yo, what up? Miles and Medez Prowler here, host of the I Black Man podcast, member of the Hyphen Podcast Network, and now host of a podcast called Fresh. Now, a simple man. I like subs to dubs, manga to anime. Now the way I feel is, it doesn't matter what the press says. Doesn't matter what the politician, hell, even the feminists say. Doesn't matter if the whole country decides that something is whack is dope. This podcast was founded on one principle above all. The requirement that we stand up for what we believe in. No matter the consequences or the odds. When the internet, when the press, and the whole world tells you to move. Your job is to plant yourself like a tree between the rivers of continuity and canon. Look them square in the face and you tell them, no, you move. Podcast called Fresh. Coming to you guys. Hype Podcast Network. Check it out. Coming soon. So what happened it's, to uh, the gauntlet? Wasn't there supposed to be a, four, a fatal four-way? They just throw that out for Charlotte and Oscar. Well, there was supposed to be something. It's kind of weird, to be honest with you. I'd like to throw this out, too. By doing this... Do you like the fact that it's great that they have the main event at WrestleMania? It's great the fact that the it, it that it includes Becky and Ronda because of their rivalry of a transcendent story of a stone cold type star who's a pure wrestler. But as great as Charlotte is because she's a flair in her resume, I mean, I I, I get with them unifying the belts and this is how you do it, but they could have had Charlotte versus Oscar part two at Mania because now Oscar's off the card. And then you could have had Ronda and, and Becky be a one-on-one main event because now you know what some women may say and they might have some legitimacy to say this. There's still never been a singles match to be the main event for the women at Mania. It's many triple threat. So it was supposed to be singles for so long that maybe you don't need to throw Charlotte into the mix and ruin a little bit of what Becky and Ronda had naturally building off of Twitter and with Eminem references and calling her Ronnie. I mean, all that. Now you're just throwing Charlotte in. Like maybe it could have been Charlotte versus Oscar. The winner of that would face the winner of Ronda and Becky, and then you could unify or something. But does the fact that Charlotte's in there take away from the storyline that was Ronda versus Becky? What do you think, Gerbo? I, to to a certain extent, but I think the, I mean, I could see, you know, in kind of a what Mike's uh, proposing scenario wise, like, you know, Charlotte comes out and influences the outcome somehow, or you do the traditional Charlotte's the, <laughs> the classic mankind move, where Charlotte's the guest referee in the match somehow, but you don't know. But <laughs> he you got don't a lot know. of paychecks as a referee. He really yeah, did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you don't know. You don't know if, if she's trying to, you know, she obviously hates Becky, but you don't know if she's trying to skew it toward um, Rhonda either. So I think that would have been an interesting angle to to explore. Um, no, I, I mean, I, I think the goal was just to get, hey, these are the three 
biggest talents in the women's division. And yes, at some point that's, you know, we're going to play it forward to a, you know, a women's singles match being the, the main event at WrestleMania. But I think it was, you know, let's showcase the division and these are the three biggest stars we have and we need to all have them in the ring at the same time. That's kind of my guess as to yeah. where they're at on it. I mean, it's a bigger name by, by having a flair in there, which is why her resume has been built up so quickly by her last name being flair. It, it does add something to the match that's even kind of mainstreamed as well because of Ric Flair's popularity. But I don't know. I just, I would have loved to have seen the one-on-one, the, the Becky versus Ronda. We even got to see Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey at the one pay-per-view when Becky was hurt. We've yeah, never got Becky versus Ronda Rousey one-on-one. And even if you look now on Twitter, George, Beck, it's almost like they're ignoring Charlotte. Becky is still talking about Ronnie and Eminem on Twitter. <laughs> it's like they're having the one-on-one rivalry, even though they got Charlotte in there, and now Charlotte's a champion. It's almost like they're just determined to make this one-on-one on social media, no matter what they're doing at Mania. And I don't know if it's a guarantee that they're going to have a one-on-one main event next year or the year after that. I mean, this was a perfect storm. It's like Kofi Kingston. It's a perfect storm to get us here to to to, to force this situation based on the storyline and how popular it became and the reaction it gets. But let's not give too much. I also, before we move on, I don't want to give too much dap to WWE. To, the women on last as a main event, finally, as progressive as they claim to be here. This is the same company, not only not a few many months ago, guys, in 2018, the last year, that they had an entire pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia with not one women mm. woman even on the card. Right. They didn't even let them go to the arena. And the reason why they kept that deal, regardless of what anybody says, it's not even political, it's for money. They wanted the money that they got from Saudi Arabia. So they basically decided to sell out all the women that they love to get money out of Saudi Arabia when they don't even need the money. They're so rich and making so much off a of Fox deal and being a, a publicly traded company and the WWE network. They don't need extra money, but they did that for money. So that's only a few months ago after years of the divas and the bikini matches and the, the lingerie matches and, you know, Tori, Riz, Tori Wilson's whole career basically of just being hot is she's now going to be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> that, I mean, that that is all not in the not too distant past. So they're going to get all these accolades on all these morning shows talking about how progressive they are. And they got the first women's WrestleMania main event. That's wonderful. I'm happy for those girls. But literally six months ago, they sold these same women out for money. I'd love to hear what those three think about that when they're no longer employed by the WWE on some hyphen nation podcast in like 20 years, because I bet you they're secretly pissed about it. The hundred percent that they are. I mean, it, it's, it's really nuts that, uh, that they are able to treat the women one way for Saudi Arabia and then come back to this and then still, right. still kind of arrange the card so that, they they have the odds in their favor with the doing the triple threat versus just giving us yeah. Becky versus um um Ronda. Honestly, I don't wouldn't have wanted to see Oscar versus Charlotte again. Um, okay. I would have liked to seen since the tag team titles around. If Charlotte wasn't involved in this feud at all, maybe you can send her there. I'd like to see her link up with uh, Sasha Banks again. They have great great rivalry there. I mean, that'd been a nice thing to renew for WrestleMania. Um, yeah. Of course, they didn't go that route. So. The the women's division is just really, it's, it's really a, a big old mess now because honestly, I, I've heard, I, I don't watch Total Divas like you, Mike. I watch it. I only watch it occasionally. I'm not, uh, sh- I'm not sharing. Every, 
Did you I get the blurbs a, on Instagram. Did you shed a little tear for Nikki? Um, Nikki's announcement that she's retiring. Is that what it was? Well, I also shed a tear for that, but I, then I shed a tear of happiness that she has a boyfriend. Aww. She's now. Aww. She got the boyfriend. She got a new dude. I'd love to hear John Cena's uh, reaction to this, but she's hooking up with a uh, a dude from, I believe, Dancing with the Stars or something like yeah, that. Very different so. than John Cena. Yeah, so you know about it. I don't know if it's you or your wife, but somebody's watching over there. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I keep up, but mostly mine's just Twitter reactions to everything um, yeah. when I'm not watching it live. But in all seriousness, I've heard a lot of grumbling about unhappy wrestlers in the company as far as the women's division goes because there's so many of them now mm-hmm. and there's only so little title to go around, along and, <laughs> so you're gonna make them more unhappy <laughs> right and then the tag team titles is brought along to kind of it's like hey here's another belt that you guys can wrestle over. we're gonna make it um inner brand and everything so you can go back and forth and we're gonna end up getting probably a four tag team match at wrestlemania between uh the boston hug connection and beth phoenix and natalia and Tamina yeah. and Nia Jax and the Iconics, which is crazy. And also, <laughs> you got to think that we're going to probably get a seven-hour WrestleMania next Sunday. Yeah, um, I think they just said the kickoff starts at four on USA. I believe. I oh, right. Four p.m. Are you kidding me? So it's at noon on the on the West Coast. <laughs> I, I don't. I have no idea. I think I just saw something about the kickoff starting on USA, but they have so many matches. Like, wow. And they have to give these people time. They yeah. can't start a pay per view at five or even six throughout WrestleMania and then get all this in there, even on a pre-show. A pre-show match goes eight minutes, fine. But you can't yeah. give Triple H Batista ten minutes. You can't give um, Brock and Seth 11 minutes. They need at least 16 to 18. And Brock's not is going to get winded, obviously, and who knows what else is going to happen in that match. you got <laughs> Kofi, Brock's who's going to hopefully get in this match with uh, Daniel Bryan. I don't know if they just said that he got in because the Usos – decided not to wrestle or something just now i was um, i was about to, i was about to say breaking news i have it on mute but like the uso stood there and basically acquiesced and just left so anybody else to fight i have it on mute as well so <laughs> we will see okay. daniel bryan just kicked the tv which uh that's not good for the environment new daniel mm-hmm. bryan just yeah see exactly um, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it just seems like a really bad move to unify these titles in light of the disgruntledness of the women's roster. And there's a lot of talented women on the roster and they keep bringing up NXT talent. Like they just brought up Nikki cross mm-hmm. and she's been lost in the shuffle. They just lost Ember moon to injure injury not too long ago. And it's just, I don't know what they're going to do with this Daisy woman that just walks down to the ring and turns around and walks back out. Oh. Like they've been teasing that for three months. Yeah, so Lacey Evans had to get I mean, yeah, they already got Lana basically is a dead yeah. character. I mean, she has a birthday, and they do Rusev Day every now and then, but they they, they don't have they. That's what I, again. You guys are making the point. I'll I'll you a perfect example. Perfect example. The end. Once they unified the world title and the WWE Championship, they quickly, about a year or so later, realized that was a bad thing to do, and they made the Universal Championship now as the number one in the WWE Championship. They moved to SmackDown and AJ Styles and all that. But for that brief period when they unified them and they they had the world the world title and WWE Championship and they became one championship, they did the unification about ten years after the fact of doing it with Jericho that basically symbolized the end of Dolph Ziggler's career. They basically killed Dolph Ziggler because what happened is you had certain wrestlers, and he's just an example off the top of my head, that are great 
wrestlers. They're great hands. They're stars. They can build a brand, but you don't necessarily want them to be the top guy of your face of your franchise, like a John Cena. And there's nothing wrong with that. That makes a lot of sense. There were guys that were like that through the history of the sport that are still hall of famers even, but they always had a a secondary championship that they could also, or at least once they started that they had a secondary championship, they could still call themselves a world champion that they even did that with Kane. They didn't want to make Kane the WWE champion. He had it for a week back in the nineties and they they were able to, yeah, or a day. (laughs) Yeah. Then they gave him the the next night. Then they gave him the world championship once they went to the 2000s because the world championship was allowing guys to say we're a world champion. It ups their resume. It ups their stature. They're a made man, but they don't have to worry about sending them to the Make-A-Wish Foundation or sending them to the hospital. They don't have to be the face of the franchise like a John Cena. And in the 90s, it was kind of an issue. That was part of the Brett and Sean rivalry where there was only one belt. After you got above the IC mid-card level, you had one belt, and if you didn't win it, you won to kill the other guy because you thought everyone hated you and you became a, a lunatic and they have a whole rivalry off of it. But if they had two, it might not have been that way. And I get some of that intrigue and drama helps the sport, but it does hurt the Dolph Ziggler's and those guys of the world because they're never going to give them the WWE crown. So now if they're above the IC level or the United States level, they're either relegated to going back to the mid card or they can't get to the top level. They're basically in purgatory. They basically create a purgatory by having only the, the, by having the one title unified. And I'd imagine that a lot of like Oscar, you just named me, Kellen, about eight female wrestlers. That doesn't even include the main event match. And Oscar's not in this on the WrestleMania card. That's, if I'm Oscar's yeah. agent, I'm furious. She doesn't even get a payday on April 7th. And you got 12 people getting a check. Well, I wonder who they're going to try slot in the Andre battle battle Royal now. <laughs> yeah, maybe they put her in a women's version of that, but I it does uh, desensitize the roster a little bit. It makes it harder on the mid-card people, and I wouldn't even be against having a tag team championship for the women on SmackDown and on Raw, just like they did with the men. You have one floater belt, but when you have so many teams that they're building, I mean, this is actually a compliment to the women's division that I'm arguing for this. They have so many people that I could write for that could be champions and you could elevate, but it's like they have more people to deal with and easier to write. So they make it harder on themselves by unifying. Yeah. Um, I'm, I mean, it's just, it's just kind of like, I don't know why they back themselves into a corner like this. Cause it, it just they might seems, they might drop them at some point, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, even if you have the, the shining moment of the two belts being unified on WrestleMania Sunday, then it's like, okay, what comes next? Hamilton reference, boom. Like <laughs> it's just like, uh, then you gotta you just kind of have to figure out a way to undo everything. And like, even if you're sending different um, superstars at Raw and SmackDown and stuff. Like, how do you maintain their momentum? Like, you can't send Ruby Riot to go challenge for the SmackDown Women's title one week and then have her come back the next Monday and then get jobbed out to Ronda or <laughs> to Nia Jax. That doesn't do anybody any good. Um, it, it just, yeah, just, I, I don't, it just, I don't know. It just waters everything down. So, yeah. Gerbo, mm-hmm. how you feel about New Daniel Bryan's run? God, I. 
<laughs> I enjoyed the, the, the one part of the new Daniel Bryan. I don't get this whole Rowan angle. I don't know where they're going to end up going with that. Um, the one part I enjoyed was him and AJ Styles fighting in concourses. Like I enjoyed the heck out of that. <laughs> anytime you bring, anytime you bring the action to the people, and was hot that in dogs. Philly? Was that in Philly? I, they did it in Jack. I think they did it in Jacksonville. Oh, I thought it was um, in a big city. I thought it was in Philly. Maybe uh, Richmond, somewhere else, but there were just like hot dogs and mustard. Anna, I can't yeah. remember where it might have been the West Coast Swing yeah, a couple Brian months ago. Daniel Bryan was yelling ago. at fans. It was, uh, it was hilarious. Yelling at fans, eating hot dogs and stuff. Like, I, that, yeah, that's, I, I love the new Daniel Bryan. I think he's having yeah. the most fun. This is a fun character for it's, him. Yeah, it's, he's grown into it. It, it, it was like, you know, kind of dumb at first and hard to understand. And now it's kind of like, okay, I, I see where we're, we're going with this um, type of thing. But. Yeah, his whole like his whole return has been interesting. Like it's almost like they didn't not that they didn't want him to come back because he is obviously was a fan favorite at that point. But it's like now you kind of like, well, Daniel came back, so we got to figure out how to work him in. (laughs) And so and so this is where, you know, that came from basically is is kind of what I'm getting from from Smackdown. Well, I got a hot ass take for you. Okay. (laughs) They they weren't going to bring back Daniel Bryan, and they just real they just realized that as soon as his contract was up, he was going to leave, mm-hmm. and they knew that if they didn't give him a chance to actually wrestle in the ring again, especially once he started working as hard as he did and trying to figure out his concussion problems, yeah, they knew they were going to lose the one of the hottest wrestlers that they've had in the past ten years in the company. Okay, he was okay. he was out the door. Like he told everybody <laughs> that makes sense. That wasn't, he yeah, wasn't talking smack and everything. But whenever he did an interview with a wrestling publication, he was yeah. saying, "I'm just waiting for my contract to be up so I can be out of here." Mm-hmm. And so they just eventually had to pull the trigger, and they ended up doing it last year before Mania, and he came back. But then they didn't know what to do with him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it certainly looked and felt that way watching it, that they didn't well, know what to well, do. Well, honestly, and I agree with Kellen, but it's ended up where it's been a blessing in disguise for him, where they did, the, I think what part of moved them to make turn him heel the way they did is because for two things. Number one, he became so popular and is such a big star that everyone started knowing his personality. He was on all these shows that Kellen's talking about, all these different podcasts, but also on morning shows and regular radio stations and talking to sports guys, not even about wrestling, but talking about his shoes. And, and he Total Bellas. To- Don't forget Total, Total Bellas. Bellas. So he became, even though he never really wanted this based on what his, he, his resume and what he said on these shows, he didn't want this growing up. He's become a John Cena, the He's become a transcendent superstar, maybe to a lower level, but he is known by non-wrestling fans now and brought up in popular culture. The Seattle Mariners were doing the yes chant last season for a while. He was that popular. So I think what happened is everybody knew that he was kind of a... a hippie. He was kind of somebody that wore the Tom shoes that didn't want to spend money that he was relatively cheap that you hear on Toto Bellas that he was, you know, some from the Pacific Northwest and he was that personality. So that could pivot into this type of character that was possible because that type of personality can turn a lot of people the wrong way, potentially kind of be annoying if you do it this way. And the other reason is when George, when you're that popular, the only thing to do is to turn. That's all mm-hmm. there is. Once mm-hmm. you get to that level of popularity, that's why they turned Stone Cold, even though it eventually didn't work out. When you get to that level of popularity, the only way to go beyond the mountain peak that you're standing on is to go back down and become Darth Vader and to turn. Because you, when I will say it's very rare that wrestling can do this now because of Twitter and everybody knows everything and predict things. 
I was honestly surprised when he turned heel. I, I didn't su- believe it the first time. I thought it was like a fluff thing. And then when he would kept, they kept going with that AJ Styles angle and quickly turning it. It was, it was an actual legitimate writer's heel turn that they haven't done in 20 years. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was, it was a great heel turn and it was relatively surprising. And I think everybody enjoyed it to that respect. So he'd been able to play this character well, and this has actually really added everything to him. I think in terms of his overall all time standing, it's better because of this heel run. I, I think it, if he just became a face and went back in there and did the yes, chanting was really popular and, he probably wouldn't have won a belt. I don't think he would have won the belt again unless he was a heel. I don't think they were going to be able to catch lightning in a bottle with him being so popular and beating Triple H and all that like they did before. It was, George, it was the exact same thing they're doing with Kofi Kingston right now. They did with Daniel Bryan about five years ago. Yeah. They're not going to do that with Daniel Bryan, the same guy again. So the only other option if he wanted to have a championship, I think, was to be heel. And he proved he can do it. And I'd imagine they're going to take this pretty long. I, I would... I mean, that kind of gets me into a question I wanted to ask Kellen that we previewed on the HBS, but I, I'd imagine I would hate to see Daniel Bryan lose the belt, to be honest with you. I'd like to see that keep going. I, I'm a fan of the face ch- chasing the heel, but uh, Kellen, I, I will ask you this. As um, yes, sir. Honestly, and this is in all seriousness, you'd be able to answer this question better than, than George and I. Kofi Kingston, his whole run right now to, to the WWE Championship and in the WWE title storyline at WrestleMania with Daniel Bryan, it kind of was out of nowhere. But there's a, lo- there's a lot more to it than just a sp- sports entertainment or professional wrestling WrestleMania storyline. I've talked about this a lot with, with a good friend of mine as well, that, that yeah, there's been great African-American Hall of Fame superstars over the generations, there has been Ron Simmons, who won a world championship, was the first to do that. There was Booker T with all his WCW and then even WWE world championships. Mm-hmm. There's been Mark Henry coming back and even winning the world championship and then fake retiring and doing the WWE title storyline with John Cena, even though he didn't win. And we know The Rock has, has been one of the greatest stars ever and won championship after championship. But The Rock's part Samoan. He's not 100% African-American. There has never been a... African-American, full-blood WWE champion, not world champion, but an African-American WWE champion, if Kofi wins, he would be the first. And I feel like, Kellen, it's not getting enough... Like It's not getting recognized. It's almost getting thrown under the rug. It's not getting enough prestige. I mean, talk about transcending and talk about morning shows the night after WrestleMania. Yeah, they're going to have Rousey and Lynch on, but guys... If, if Kofi Kingston becomes the first ever WWE African-American champion, that Jackie Robinson type stuff to a lesser degree, that should be on the morning show. That should be a conversation. So, Kellen, do you have a problem with the fact that they kind of are sweeping that under the rug? And do you agree that it would be the first African-American WWE champion? Because there are some who think the rock, fits that bill and Vince may agree that it's the rock, but because he's part Samoan, I don't necessarily give it to him. Um, I don't know if you're familiar, but uh, there's been a couple times on Twitter where I have went off. <laughs> I was about, I've been following Kellen over the years yeah, with this. a lot. <laughs> about the fact that there's never been a black WWE champion. Isn't that ridiculous? There's so many guys they could have given it to. I mean, Mark Henry, Booker T. Yeah. I mean, that's just insane. That's asinine, guys. That's it, asinine. It is asinine. And book. I feel like Booker T, 
he he when he was champion and winning world championships, he had his King Booker um, right. gimmick, and that fit more along the world championship lines a little bit better. Right. Um, sure. And of course, that was when I, I think Cena and and Edge were trading wins over on Raw and everything like that. I don't think he like if he was going to win it, he would have had to win it like when he first came in, like not that long after Invasion. And of course, he did get the world title shot against Triple H in nineteen, and we all saw how that ended. Um, Mark, Mark Henry had injuries. He might have been in line if he had um, just hadn't gotten as injured. His his um, yeah, in the Attitude Era, he just yeah. was he didn't get billed enough at that point. Right, and his Hall of Pain run was really good too, but. Injuries just kind of ended derailed him from having a longer run with that gimmick. Uh, but there has not been a black WWE champion, and as much so, as you I don't count the Rock. The rock. I, as you don't count the rock, the rock, or no, I, okay. I can't. And, okay, thank you because I'm. I, there you go. I'm very happy Collins with me. <laughs> and I've, I've gotten Vince yelled at. Try to argue that it's the Rock. I've gotten yelled at on Twitter about that because people are like, well, I, I've had, is this black. has been a heated. This has been a heated conversation, Colin. I'll ask you this. Yeah. Do you think that the reason why they're if say for example they're they're clearly underrating this and maybe they're going to make a big deal out of it if Kofi wins but it's being underrated now it seems we're on the same page that the rock doesn't count so do you believe though that if I was asking this to Vince and he was confronted with this if you confronted him he would argue the rock do you think he would argue the rock or they're going to claim it's Kofi now Vince's argument would be that the world championship is as prestigious as WWE championship. Yeah, that's, and that's another argument I've, I've gotten a lot is like, Oh, Booker T won that. And Mark Henry won that. It's like, that's not the world, the world wrestling entertainment championship. That's not yeah. what Hulk Hogan and stone cold and John Cena and Phil wore around their waist for forever. It's not yeah, I have problems. <laughs> yeah, CM Punk. Me and him got problems. <laughs> he got problems after all yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, the thing is, like, there's Still. there's never been a black guy to hold that. And as much as I love The Rock, The Rock doesn't look like me, and I don't just mean a physique. I mean mm-hmm. he looks he sometimes when you see him, he can look like he is <laughs> Caucasian. Sometimes you look at him and he looks like he's Samoan. And like he he's a shapeshifter, but never does he look like me brown skin and all. So that's why I never felt like the rock was yeah. a true black WWE. He's champion. Samoan. Yeah, exactly. He's ha- he does have black in his heritage, but he's not what I want to see. So And they bill him as Samoan. So if they're gonna argue it was right. the rock now, then why didn't they bring it up thirty years ago? They built him as Samoan back then, and that's how they connect to Roman Reigns now. And Roman Reigns yeah. looks like George and I. He doesn't look black. He he's part Samoan, but he's not he's, black at all. The rock he's, has, he's full Roman's full Samoan, isn't he? Or I'm I'm pretty sure he's full. He's, yeah, he's yeah. Damn near but I mean, the Rock and, and Roman Reigns yeah. are connected as cousins. Yeah, because the Rock's part Samoan, but the rest of the Rock's the, the African American blood in the Rock is the minority of his family. Is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Right. Um. Do I do I want to see Kofi win at WrestleMania? <sighs> do you not want him to be the guy? Is would you would you, would it piss you off that it wasn't one of those Hall of Famers? No, I would love for Kofi to win the championship. But okay, I, I Kellen sounds like too much of a realist. I yeah, I am a realist because I saw what Vince did from last week. <laughs> that was bad enough. Realist. But the thing is, like, where do you go with the story from there? It's like, OK, you mm-hmm. gave Kofi his WrestleMania moment. He's a champion. Do you take it right back off him at Raw or SmackDown? Do you have Daniel <laughs> Bryan come back and beat him? Do you do a number one contender yeah. match and have him get destroyed? Like, this is the problem, and I kind of finally see Vince's part of, point about. Can you imagine the heat if Daniel Bryan beats him though at Mania? 
I mean, that'll be serious heat for Daniel Bryan and almost like racism if they have him, Kofi goes in there and they don't have him win. Can you imagine that? I don't think there's not even really been an African-American that's been in the main event or one of the main events for the WWE Championship at Mania. I mean, Kellen, is that I don't think that's even happened. Wait, wait, that not in the main event. You're right. Um, Actually, in just a little fun fact, Naomi was the first black champion to win a belt at mania actually wow. like even tag team titles oh. when she won okay. a few years wow. ago so yeah it's been yeah so this decent. is a big this is a big deal this is a big deal right i just i i the only way i see it pulling daniel bryan pulling it off is like yeah you can have interference from rowan or something cost them that that'll be like oh that sucks you know but the only way that what a booker t interferes and cost kofi that that would just be weird. <laughs> That'd be a little too much. Like, I wanted to be the first black WWE champion. If it's not me, it's nobody. I challenge you, sucker. <laughs> Monday Night Raw match, Kofi versus Booker T. Oh, God. Uh, now I can see it happening. But seriously, <laughs> I feel like the only way that you want Daniel Bryan to come away from this thing is if Daniel Bryan cheats and or yeah. something happens that causes yeah. Daniel Bryan to win. And this would be the opportunity. If you want to build up to this WrestleMania moment for Kofi, and even if you want to bring him to the precipice of almost winning that title, that's when you have to have Big E come down and cost him the title for something out of just <laughs> See, you could do that because we were talking off air that as great as it is to elevate Kofi and it's underrated, but they should bring up more that it's the first WWE, potentially the first WWE African-American champion. And even if he doesn't win, to be to be in even fighting for the WWE championship as an African-American WrestleMania is a big deal. But it could be that Big E or even Xavier Woods would turn and I would rather it be Big E just for the fact that by pumping up Kofi, you're really devaluing Big E and Xavier Woods, I mean, I I joked, but it's almost true that the two of them have become X-Pac and Road Dog. I right. mean, the Triple H. Like, it's they just have become secondary lackeys that are going to be in main event picture, but not actually winning championships or at least a top title. They're going to be secondary guys that, like, for example, the only way those guys are getting into the Hall of Fame is as a tag team or as the faction of DX. Is it going to be in the future that the only way Big E and, and Xavier Woods can get in the Hall of Fame is as New Day, but Kofi can go in by himself because he was the first ever African-American WWE champion. That would be some bullshit in, in some reality if I was if I was Big E or Xavier Woods because Big E had a better singles run years ago when he was going for the IC belt mm-hmm. and had the thing with uh, with well, it was, uh, him, was him AJ Lee and Dolph and then yeah, that AJ split Lee, up right. Yeah, Dolph, they had that little faction that there when it was happening. Yeah, so so Big E, Big e kind of was pumped up as the singles guy for a while, and he is physically the biggest guy. And then now he's moved into this third tier. Even Xavier Woods talks more than him. So maybe you could have he's getting pissed. I'm I had the IC belt. Now you forgot about me. I don't. You shouldn't be used the yeah. first Black W champion. It should be me. Mm-hmm. I was the one who was like Mark Henry and grew up with his poster on my wall. And then he cost him the match and. Maybe that he's they, but if you do that, Kellen, the only negative is, and I would I would wonder if you'd be mad because that would be a decent amount of writing, and I would be intrigued by it. Then you still would not have a WWE African American champion because he'd have to cost him the match at WrestleMania. Daniel Bryan would still win. Then you'd have Big E and Kofi would go in their one on one singles match, and you would still never have a black WWE champion. You they would Vince would get away with not having it by doing that. I, I kind of feel like that's the rap that we might see, man. Like as much as I want to see happy Kofi 
and winning that belt. But does that piss you off, though? Do you want an African-American WWE champion even if it's for 24 hours? Like, I have a question. Would you rather that or Kofi win and drop the belt off Daniel Bryan getting some heat and being a better heel on Monday night? Do you just want to have 20 minutes as an African-American WWE champion or no? Well, well, let me let me tell you like this. Do you remember okay. WrestleMania San Francisco or WrestleMania Play Button or WrestleMania 31 <laughs> when <laughs> they did the, the ladder match for the IC title? It might not have been 31, actually. Whichever one yeah. Zack Ryder won the IC title at. Cool. Um, it might have been 32, actually. Yeah, because um, I thought the Sam Frame one, I think Daniel I Bryan think Daniel won. Daniel Bryan won. So, so in yeah. 32, when, when Zack Ryder won, I believe that was... <laughs> Dallas, maybe? Yeah, Zack Ryder won. And then you had that feel-good moment. It's like, oh my god, Zack Ryder, of all people, just had this huge WrestleMania moment and he won the yeah. IC title. And like it was a real feel-good moment, even for the rest of the show, no matter how bad it was, you could think back, but like, man, Zack Ryder just won a, a major <laughs> title. That's, that's dope. And then yeah. when he came out the next night and immediately lost it on Raw, it just hurt, man. Like I, f- I just felt so bad for him. <laughs> And You're the number one Zack Ryder fan. I, I think you rode with that more than anybody else in America. I, 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 I do root for Zack Ryder. <laughs> I always root for the underdogs. You know me, Asti. I'm a face. Right. But the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, like, I, I just felt bad for him. I know that in the grand scheme of things, it was a great moment for him in his wrestling career. And then we see where he's at now. But at the same time, he'd be like, but I did win the IC title Mania that one time. I'd be like, yeah, but is cool. it? It, isn't I don't th- that for Kofi, man. No, I don't. I, I hear you. My only thing that I'll say on it, though, it's a little bit different because of the historical context that we talked about here, where it would be the first African-American WWE champion. And even if Vince doesn't bring it up and they don't bring it up on the show, this is now 2019 with social media and guys making their own brands. He, could, he I, I feel like if that moment happened, Kellen, he would risk even getting fired to say something about it on Twitter. And if it happened, Booker T, Mark Henry, Ron Simmons would probably say more than one word for the first time in 40 years. <laughs> I feel like there would be a they would all come together and it would almost be a special moment that even if he lost the next day, you, you, I feel like that could last the test of time that in the record books, the first ever WWE African-American champion was Kofi Kingston, even though there were Hall of Famers and world champions before, that would be a big deal. Like Jackie Robinson's not the greatest baseball player of all time, but he broke the color barrier. So he's the one that everybody remembers forever. That would be kind of what it would be like for Kofi Kingston, even if it's only for 24 hours and they probably would let it go for a week or two. So it would be different than Zack Ryder just getting a moment for himself. Nobody really remembers that now. I do. We weren't even sure the pay-per-view was here. <laughs> but I think if it, I think yeah, I'll, I'll tell you right now, Kevin, I feel like that if if somebody wins the WWE Championship at WrestleMania as an African American that you say looks like you actually has your complexion, you would remember that 20 years from now no matter what. It, it would be a big deal, but let let me I just I just figured out a way out of it. Because I'm always writing the script. Oh, in my head. Mm-hmm. So if you have Kofi immediately drop the strap, it's got to be to somebody big. So and like I mean like literally somebody who will walk in and crush Kofi. And I don't mean like Daniel Bryan coming in and yeah. wiping the floor. Or AJ. I mean it would have to be like superstar shakeup. Oh my God, Roman Reigns is on SmackDown and cool. Roman's challenging for the title. And then just ragdoll Kofi. I could live with that because that's Roman Reigns. He's obviously Roman Reigns. If if Brock's sticking around, even if Brock suddenly popped up on SmackDown and then suddenly gave uh, Kofi five suplex cities and then all of a sudden he's on SmackDown, that would be crazy. It has to be a big <laughs> thing where you're really transitioning from, okay, this is serious. 
Kofi just wrestled a hell of a match last night to win win this title, but obviously he just outclassed and outmatched, and then they brought in this person to take this belt off him. Then I could understand it and I could live with it. Then Kellen, does it? It, it would be funny if it was Brock, though. Oh my god, funny. Do do you feel because it, at least it seems to me the underpinnings of it's time to to break apart the new day because they they keep hammering. You know, in the promos, this this point home, like and Vince did it again tonight, you know, Kofi, you're solidly B, B plus. And then he basically just said, you know, X and, and Big E, you guys are nothing. And then they run the gauntlet tonight. And now it's almost and you heard Big E, I think, either last week or the week before say, you know, we've been together five years and then they go through the we're going to quit thing tonight. So it, it kind of has regardless of what happens at Mania, maybe it's the time that they, they spin off. Yeah, I mean, it's something that's kind of been brewing in the background for a while. I mean, the New Day has done everything that they can do as a tag team. And the only reason that they're really together yeah. still is, one, they love each other, the three dudes mm-hmm. do. Uh, and then the merch sales are just out the, off the charts. <laughs> they make yeah. so much money merch-wise that that's another reason that creative doesn't want to break them up. So mm-hmm. the logical progression of their story is that the New Day um, explodes. It implodes. And... I feel like in order for Big E and and uh, Xavier to possibly go on to having a longer careers, like Kofi's been here 11 years already. Kofi is great, and having the New Day is a wonderful thing. But if they're serious about possibly having longer careers, I don't know about Xavier. He has up, up, down, down. But if Big E is serious about still being around WWE come 2029 and wants to have that kind of career – you kind of have to spin him out, and yeah. you you have to see what he can do as a singles guy. And I really hope it doesn't go the primetime players route, where they think that they thought Titus O'Neil could be something <laughs> for three weeks, and then all of a God. sudden he's he's sliding under rings in Saudi Arabia. Like, <laughs> well, we'll talk talk about racist. I mean, that gimmick was pretty racist. Oh, yeah. uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it has. I would imagine too that no matter how you do it, and it's kind of unique, George, because we we know about the Rockers and so many teams turning on each other. It's harder to do it with three guys because they yeah. did it with the Shield, but it's very difficult where you you're going to have one turn on the other who's being elevated. Then what do you say? For example, Biggie turns on Kofi, and we he costs him the historic match. Then what do you do with Xavier Woods? It's very difficult to have a turn with three guys. It worked out for the Shield tremendously. All three of them became WWE champion. All three of them became a main event matches. All three of them are still on the roster. Now, Dean's kind of fading a little bit, but they did it well for several years. It'll be interesting if they can do the same thing with basically the black version of the Shield (laughs) in the New Day. If they can kind of... If they can kind of do, the, if they can do it and get it done, I would imagine, though, regardless of how they do it in the future, that Big E is going to have to be the one that turns, and Kofi's going to have to stay a yeah. face and be the guy that gets turned on. Right. So maybe maybe Mania is when you do it, but I do do think the difference now is that would take away. I feel like now with how progressive they want to be, like especially with the women doing the main event. It, it's uh, the only way they wouldn't have the first ever African-American WWE champion. Now it would be the perfect time, but the only reason why they wouldn't do it, Kellen. Yeah. Is if Vince doesn't want to be embarrassed by the fact that it hasn't happened yet, because if he does it now, the first question, some jerk host on some network, or maybe, you know, it's going to be brought up by like a Bill O'Reilly or somebody. They're going to say, well, Vince, you claim you're progressive. It's 2019. Why didn't you ever do it before? Right. And then Vince is not going to have an answer for that. So maybe he just wants to ignore it and claim that The Rock has the championship honor 
and not worry about it and then have Big E turn on Kofi and Mania and then even go in that direction and touch it. But yeah, I feel like it's right there for the taking now. Finally do it. I think Vince is Teflon, so I don't I think he'd be able mm-hmm. to skate around that. Gerbo, let me ask you what what would you do with Xavier Woods if Big E does turn on Kofi and cost him the match? Oh man, gosh. So you got three guys, George. You got to write for three men. Yeah, that's the problem. And I, I think and people forget too that that like I enjoyed Kofi's like singles career before the whole before the whole New Day thing. I mean, they build him as you know, Jamaican or Caribbean when he was more, when he's, you know, from Ghana originally, <laughs> um, you know, they could have just, you know, but they did that, you know, when he's SOS and the booms and he'd come out and he'd do crazy high flying awesome. things off the, like Great he stuff. is like, he is one of the more like just solely like athletic people in, uh, in, in SmackDown, let alone the whole company in terms of like what, you know, the athleticism that he shows and he's, he's bound to do it every Royal rumble where what's he going to do? He's going to stand on a chair and slide from one pole to the other one, or he's going to like, you know, do a handstand where his feet are essentially like an extended plank where his feet are on the, the wall and his hands are on the apron and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't touch the <laughs> These ground. are literal it's, things that happen. Literal by the things way. that happen. And he's good for, Oh man, what's Kofi going to do? Oh, he did it. And then he gets kicked in the head and he's out. Like that's what happens every time. And it sucks. But, um, so like I, as somebody who just likes, you know, obviously the storylines, but I like seeing the athleticism because like there is still real um, wrestling happening there. You know, I I like seeing when guys kind of do things that are a little bit out of the ordinary for your typical WWE um, show. Um, I'm excited to see if they can kind of do something like that with him again. But yeah, but then you leave the problem of you you have the uh, Xavier. Maybe it, you know, it's this weird, you spin Kofi off and then Xavier and and Biggie kind of keep, some of the new day branding and they're a tag team for a short, you know, hot minute. And then, then something else happens. That's the only way I can, I don't think you can completely, you know, break everything. I mean, cause you still had what you still had Seth and, and Roman as, you know, a fit, you know, two tag team shield, at least for a small interim period or sorry, Seth and, um, Dean and Dean. Yeah. Um, when the whole when that turn happened, so I, I think that you can you're going to have to do something to that effect for a short period of time, and then figure out what the long term plan is based on what the universe feels about it. I think you can you got to play a lot to what what people are going to think and feel about it. Hold up. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, E.G., a.k.a. Ghost Dog, the host of the premier podcast for reviewing live entertainment mostly concerts catch the show what is catch the show how you don't you don't know what catch the show is well catch the show is a little podcast of mine that's part of the great hyphen podcast group that you should be listening to why what makes the show so special well it's very simple i have a unique and blessed lifestyle of being able to get paid to see concerts and go and see more concerts uh i live in a big city so there's a lot of music venues around me and artists are coming to town from left and right weekly daily so that makes a lot of shows i get to catch and i took it upon myself to create a podcast based on talking about these shows and whatnot because i didn't see anybody else doing a podcast on concerts and whatnot so yeah, I took it by myself to do that, and that's what you get when you listen to the show. You get me talking about pop culture, music-related news, 
concerts, all the concerts, different concerts I've seen, past and recent. I even have a segment called The Catch-Up, where I review an artist's uh, catalog from album by album. And yeah, man, I, I got concerts and epi- I got episodes about concerts from Justin Timberlake to Beyonce to Kendrick Lamar to Drake. You name it, I've probably seen it. So yeah, what are you doing, all right? Pause this episode Go to whichever podcast platform you listen to. Hit look for catch the show. Hit the subscribe button. And then when this episode is over, go give your boy a listen, man. And catch the show. Catch it. Alright? Hyphenpodcastgroup.com or find me on any podcast service you listen to. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Radio Public, Anchor, Stitcher. Go listen to the episode and catch the show. Catch it, just like the title says. The only way you can do it well off what you're saying is you have at Mania, or maybe not Mania, maybe you do the historic WWE Championship and then you go on to next pay-per-view. But at some point in the future, you have not only Big E turn on Kofi Kingston, but you have Big E and Xavier Woods as a tandem turn on Kofi and then complain the next night that we were better than you. We carried you and you couldn't get it done. You embarrassed us or it should have been us and not you and make them the two lovers that are scorned, but still together. And then they just beat up on Kofi for a while and then maybe there's some one-on-one matches, and you can't do it too long, but you'd have to have the turn happen together. If you have Big E turn without Xavier, then you're leaving it a one-on-one rivalry, and you're leaving Xavier as this lone ranger by himself. You'd have to have the turn be Xavier and Big E run to the ring like they're going to help Kofi Kingston because they made this no-holes-barred somehow to favor Kofi after everything he's been through, and then together they turn on him with some double move or, or something. Right. Um, I mean, I mean, I'd be all for this just to see because you already know they have they're already good friends. They have great chemistry. Mm-hmm. I'd be all for it to see them go at each other's throats for a little bit. Be the I, same thing with the Shield. Yeah, yeah, I just would hate it. With I mean, they are big enough where to be a main a main story for a while. I just would hate it if like they have them fight for a month and then they turn right around. It's like, in tag team action, we have the New Day versus the Usos. Like, why yeah. are we having going back to the New Day? They just, <laughs> well, that's the same thing that happened with the Shield. They literally just did it. They had Dean turned on Dean turned on Seth Rollins the exact same night that Roman announced he had leukemia. It was actually a transcendent story that was on national networks. They were up in arms about it. How could you do this on this night? People were upset on Twitter, even though they know it's scripted, that it seemed like it was poor taste to do it that night. And then now, two months later, they're all together again. No big deal. That was extenuating circumstances, though. I mean, their dude came back from leukemia, like, out of nowhere. Like I, I, yeah, but it's not like we're morons. I still remember the Dean turned on Seth before. I'm not an idiot. Sometimes I mean, <laughs> even Mike Ossie has to suspend his belief. All right. <laughs> that, that's what I say to that. So, all right, well, we've, we've covered a lot of us, of the main storylines here of WrestleMania going forward. Um, what, what is something that you guys are, um, uh, that uh, either one of you can answer? Or you can give me a different answer after one answers. What are some some of the other matches that uh, you're looking forward to or kind of intrigued to see what happens um, on WrestleMania Sunday? I keep wanting to say Super Bowl Sunday. WrestleMania Sunday. It's the same thing. Yeah, It's better. 
I, I've got to I've got to figure out what the the end game of this this Shane and Miz thing is. Where That's like yeah, like where Sh- I I think Shane wants to be mrs you know i'm your daddy i don't know what the angle is but it's like i I, that's that's what i think it is like you know i'm your daddy the yankees are my daddy like that i'm your daddy now why you gotta bring that up man (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry they got they got three world series since then you're good i know um but yeah no it's it's like four i was about to say four i'm sorry oh god i shorted them on you're right four i apologize um, yeah. so cool. I, yeah, I, th- I'd like to see where the, where are you going to figure that one out? Um, and what's it basically, I just want to see Shane, you know, just jumping off the, the top and going, yeah, we'll doing crazy things. Sure. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and I'd imagine yeah. there's no way that Shane's going to win either. I'd imagine no. he always loses every mania match, but he will absolutely jump off something. He didn't it lose kind of cool. Year. He was with Daniel Bryan last year. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all right. Well, I can't imagine him winning this one, though. I feel like the Miz got to win this one, or else you're really burying the Miz oddly. But he'll jump off something. It'll be a great match. Shane is very, very underrated. He's very entertaining when he's actually in the ring. He wasn't that way in the 90s against X-Pac at Mania. He wasn't that great. But he's really morphed himself into a daredevil, and he might not be the most technical wrestler, but if he jumps off the cage, George is going to get out of his seat. Yeah. So. Once he climbs up there, George is standing up waiting for him to jump off the cage. So that's right there where you get out of that match. Well, what they announced today, it's it's, a falls anywhere. Okay. Um, So there's that stipulation. I don't know if they're going to. There's stipulations. There's always always stipulation. It's just you got to. Every match. I mean, mean, I'm waiting for the joke with my roommate. Like, I need. the the triple h uh, batista thing i know it's outdoors at, at metlife but i just need it to go dark and then the undertaker comes out and just chokeslams both of them and leaves and the match like there's no result it just that happens and it's a pop and then it just ends hey, like, guys. <laughs> hey i, I yeah. just want you guys to give me what yeah I they're, they're, <laughs> yeah i mean the only uh, that would be interesting and there's nothing to jump off of so that is disappointing with shane i would say one there's two matches one negatively but there's there's one match that's very underrated but i think will be a great wrestling match for actual wrestling fans in AJ Styles versus Randy Orton mm-hmm. is not for it's not for a championship it really I, I guarantee you it was together because they had nothing to write for either guy they both were recent champions but out of the title picture they were in main event matches but didn't actually win those main event matches recently AJ Styles had his long year and a half run with the belt Randy Orton's a legend now so they have the stature and they just wanted to do something with these guys they had nothing to write for them really so they threw them together just throwing darts at the wall. Right. But these are great wrestlers. It will be fun great. actual wrestling to watch. Yeah, the wrestling will be fun to watch. Yeah, but I want to make this clear, George. They're getting it accidentally. They had nothing yeah, to do with it. Sure, no, yeah. yeah exactly. They didn't know. They did, they, it's going to be a great match. These are Hall of Famers, so it'll be great. And it'll be entertainment in the mix of Shane jumping off things and having the, the all-women and maybe the first-ever black champion. and all. That's a lot of history, but this is going to be a legit wrestling match. But it's by accident. They just had nothing to do with AJ Styles or Randy Orton. They exactly. didn't know what to write for them, so they put them together here, and they're going to get a great match out of it. The other thing, which I do want to get from you guys, your thoughts on this before we, before we close this off, that Kurt Angle, who is Pittsburgh born and bred, where, where I'm – Residing right now, he's going to have his, as we stand, and I know there are reports out there saying this match might be changed and they don't believe what you hear right now, but we're going to talk as it is right now. Kurt Angle has his farewell match 
And you could argue a very underrated, if not one of the greatest careers ever. I mean, he is, but it's almost become underrated now from the Olympics to collegially to his success at WWE right away with championships to mania matches with Brock to even TNA and becoming a great character there, winning titles as a better heel there and then now coming back. But he had the moment with Ronda Rousey. That was kind of cool. It made sense then for that storyline. But now he's floundered around from GM to now just kind of a wrestler that loses all the time and having his farewell tour that's nothing. And a farewell tour is scheduled to go against Baron Corbin, who he's a young, he's a great heel. Everyone hates him. It's working. That's what you want out of that character. And I get the storyline connection from months ago and how he lost his GM job. But if it's really his last match ever, and because of injuries and drug problems and family issues and the way he's been written... I do believe from what he said that he is retiring. So if this is really his last match, man, there's no luster in this. I mean, I get Baron Corbin and elevating him and connecting the dots of the storyline, but there could have been so many other directions. And I know that you already had Seth tied up and Dolph Ziggler is all upset and he's not around. That would have been cool. I I get there. And Samoa Joe is with a championship and he's a TNA guy. So they don't want to connect them with WWE. I'm surprised they even did that farewell match, but the one guy that made a lot of that would make a lot of sense that is very, very obvious that I get he's not available right now, but you could surprise with them and maybe that's what they'll do is John Cena. John Cena started his whole career Ooh. when Kurt Angle called him out and said, Who can challenge me? I'm the top guy. I'm legitimate. Everyone else here is a fake wrestler. John Cena, no one ever heard of him, came out there in 2003 and said, It's me. Why? Because I have ruthless aggression. Yep. He has Mike Osti disease. I've said that actually before as, as a compliment to myself. People, it's people. So he. That would be a great connecting of the dot to have that finally end. And I don't think anyone would even care if John Cena got the win or if Kurt Angle got the win because Kurt Angle beat him years ago. Maybe John Cena finally gets the win now. That would be a great way to end Kurt Angle's career where it started in WWE or at least where it started with Cena when when Angle was at its peak. But if we just get him versus Corbin, I guess the question is how much does that suck and is there any chance of Cena, do you think? Because there are reporters saying that it's not going to be Corbin, even though that's the build match now. But he is on the poster. He's on the billboard. That's what the ticket says. Mm-hmm. So are they really going to do a surprise and have him get beat up and Cena somehow show up at the arena? I don't know. Do you think it's going to be Corbin? And if it's Corbin, does that just flat out suck? Well, you totally took my my match I was going to talk about. <laughs> so thank you, Osti. All right, you're it's what he does. It's what he does. Um, <laughs> I got the MVP of this again. Did Styles have um um the match with cool um too. with um Angle tonight? Like I thought they were supposed to wrestle tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't actually see that, but that was Bill. That would be cool because the TNA connection too. So I, I will give them the their their props. Vince is at least letting him remember the Samoa Joe and AJ Styles TNA run. Normally he ignores that. Right. So that's kind of cool they're doing that recently. Yeah, and um, I, I actually was reading today that he apparently got to handpick everybody he's wrestling on TV, but he had okay. no choice over who he's wrestling at Mania. So yeah. I don't know if the Corbin thing sticks. I really hope not, but um, I was going to mention that I thought the Cena thing was the most realistic idea. That would um, that'd be cool to see them go at it. How do you, how do, you do that? How do you have him, does Corbin just, just beat up and all of a sudden, see, like Cena yeah, can turn it's, heel? It's, it's got to be like the R-Truth thing with Nia Jack. Somebody's got to come out, come out and beat Corbin up think, and then. I don't even think it'd be something along the lines of 
of him attacking Corbin backstage. I think the match gets underway or something or gets ready to start. Oh. You have the music start. You have Cena come out and everything, run down to the ring. and be like, I heard that Kurt Angle's going to retire. <laughs> well, well, if that's the case, I, I had to show I, up. I damn sure want to make sure that he don't have to wrestle you, Baron Corbin. And then Baron Corbin <laughs> like, what are you talking about, John Cena? And then John Cena like, attitude adjustment. And it's like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we have a new match. We have John Cena versus um kurt angle um and kurt angle's last match that's how i mean and then cena <laughs> then turned cool, into yeah. a heel because that's totally cena's character come down and do that but i have a special there's two people i have in mind who i would love to see and one is maybe possible and two is very very slim chance it happens undertaker so, from the rafters undertaker <laughs> it wouldn't be undertaker from the rafters but it, i'm thinking it could be undertaker right now he has no match but if you wanted to put him in a position where he can work a short match with someone and it means something, then yeah. you have Taker come out. And, and who wins? Who wins? Taker, obviously. Because you go out on your back if you're retiring, man. Well, I was going to say, because Taker's been taking, Taker's been taking a lot of L's recently. I feel like you got to get a W every now and then. He can't, he can't even get the win of Saudi Arabia and the damn tag team. Now, Triple H was able to add his W's over there. He got the pin, everyone. I feel like that if Taker comes back and he takes another loss, that'd be a little ridiculous. He's not losing that man. But I could see that. Or so Sting me. I, I definitely think that it, um, Undertaker could be, but I would, I would love for it to be Sting. And Asti, we haven't talked about Sting since before he actually came to WWE on a podcast. And the only, yeah, we did talk about yeah, yeah. We, we talked, talked about a lot that about about Sting and Taker happening. Yeah. And I I really thought that Sting was done as a, a in ring performer. But today on the website I read, Sting came out and said the only okay. way he would come out of retirement now, which I never thought was a possibility with his neck injury, he said the only person yeah. he would come out for retirement for would be Undertaker, which makes perfect sense. We all want this yeah, Undertaker read that. match. But then, just why would that suddenly pop up in the that news too. that Sting says he would come out of retirement when we all thought Sting medically couldn't wrestle anymore? Like, would they swerve us and all of a sudden have this Sting come down and retire Kurt Angle? That could be interesting. I mean, Sting would finally get a damn victory in WWE too, then because he was taking a lot of losses for a while. Yeah, yeah. Sting like, would go. For, Sting would now be about two and thirty-five, and is about two and a half years did there. Sting win any like matches? I feel like he was singles a, matches. I feel like he wasn't in any regular matches on Raw or on SmackDown. I feel like he only did like pay-per-views, and he lost wrestling. Wasn't he? On, wasn't yeah. didn't he win a tag team? Didn't he win a tag team on at some point? Paint I think he won one tag team face. match. It was bad. Maybe, but I think he might have won one tag match. But if he didn't, he might never have won because he lost Triple H. He lost to Seth, and a lot of his storylines he didn't wrestle in between. He just talked a lot of crap and did the statue and right. had vignettes. He never actually wrestled, so he might never have actually won. But they wouldn't bring that up. They would pretend that he won well, or something. Yeah, well, obviously, and then the thing is, he was supposed to continue that feud with Seth. And then the right. neck injury happened from the buckle bomb. So, but I feel like if he comes back and wrestles Angle, that takes away from him whole his whole thing against Undertaker. I believe him. I think he really only wants to come back for Undertaker, and he would be okay with losing that match. And then the and I don't think they would do Taker and Sting at this Mania on a surprise. I mean, if they do that on a surprise and Cena comes back, we talked about the beginning of this a bit being a seven hour show. Throughout this podcast, guys, we've made this about a nine and a half hour program. <laughs> Exactly. That's, I mean, imagine if they do all these swerve matches. Now it's going to be about a 10-hour show. Well, you know... Uh, that's a lot of bathroom bags for George. George is going to have three dinners. It's going to be crazy. I would love to have three dinners. 
Especially if you're watching wrestling while it's happening, I'd be okay. With if it's a nine-hour show, George is having multiple dinners. I'm definitely having well, it's, two dinners, George. Right? It, it's like it's not necessarily dinners, but it's like stages. So you have the dinner, then there's like a chip and snack guac- guacamole period in the middle, and then by by like eleven o'clock, you know, for the women's match, we're having like you know a bowl of cereal or something yeah. at the end. So that that's usually how that goes. Hopefully, you're I picking a late good night. cereal to watch this main event, though. I hope you're not just eating some dry ass Cheerios. No, 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 no. Like you got to get the like the frosted mini wheats or something. I mean, that's kind of my go to. But oh, man, that didn't sound like I, a main event. Match. I know. I'm sorry. Like my cereal. No, the frosted mini wheats is a bore. That's a boring cereal. That's a George Gerber. It's got It is. It's got to have. It's got to have sugar in it. Like I can't just be going like cocoa puffs anymore, it's man. It's definitely you know? a kickoff show cereal for sure. <laughs> Frosted, get a man cereal. Frosted Flakes, Captain Crunch, get a man get cereal. something that's going to cut through for your mouth. Frosted, <laughs> frosted Flakes will cut through for my mouth. I can do Frosted Flakes. I try to stay away from because of the sugar, but I can do Becky Frosted Becky Lynch, the man, would be, in, would, would be in, and George likes redheads, but Becky Lynch, like, the man, would be embarrassed of Frosted Mini Wheat. She wouldn't want to date you, George, because of Frosted gotta, Mini Wheat. I got to step up. All right, I'll step up this the sugared cereal game for WrestleMania. If you, if you said Captain Crunch, I think she might take she you out. She would call you out on Twitter for that. Oh man, so that's I true. I date with a guy and he offered me frosted mini wheats. <laughs> yeah, George, you would totally have frosted mini wheats. That does that's, that's literally yeah, of perfect. course, that's George, absolutely. You, you know what? That makes though? a lot of sense. You know what? The, the my favorite toast. cereal right now is uh is raisin bran crunch, even though I, I'm not eating it. Okay, eat yeah, up, no, so come on. I can't Jeez. really say anything. Well, I like raisin awesome, bran crunch. <laughs> I like raisin bran crunch, oh, so, but I will say so. It's a make heart cereal. Captain Crunch is probably my favorite now. It was even part of a, a little birthday surprise. My girlfriend had a bunch of balloons attached to different things that I enjoy, and one of them was cap- a box of Captain Crunch. So uh, Captain Crunch is near and dear to my heart right now. I like oh. Captain Crunch. Well, I'm glad we uh, figured out the winner of the cereal bracket. So Okay. It definitely went in the championship there. And do you think we're ever going to get Sting and Undertaker? Or they're just talking a lot. Uh, they'd have to. Do- I don't. I, I'm pessimistic. I don't think it's going to happen because uh, I mean, even with Sting saying that. I mean, Taker's doing a signing with a not with AEW, but around the AEW event, like double or no, no, uh, yeah, some a double or nothing. I think he's doing. That'd be a, a kick in the balls if he signs there and screws over the no, Sting he, match because Sting is off of WWE for thirty years, and now he's Taker's going to do the same he's thing. Not, he's not signed there. He's just doing a <clears> signing, um, right. around the kind of like um, CM Punk did last year when um, All In happened. He had the signing yeah. like the day before or something, but he wasn't linked to AEW. So All right. I, I highly doubt it, though. I feel like they would it would be something they would want All to right. put some promotion into. And I don't think it's happening. <clears throat> unfortunately. <sighs> so, yeah. So that's a lot of wrestling, guys. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, so it's a long pay-per-view. It's going to be a long. <laughs> it's going to be a lot on the pay-per-view. It needs, it needs the cover. I will know. say that it, it seems like. It seems like the history is there for these matches as we talked about, but <clears throat> there's really not that much. Maybe they'll do it. I feel like there's not going to be as many moments for jaw dropping, uh, um, you know, jaw dropping moments. There's not going to be as much surprise. I don't think they're going to have anybody's eyes open and become a t-shirt and, and, and a and a meme. Right. It, it seems it. There's going to be great matches in entertainment, but I feel like the more recent WrestleManias had a lot more fuel going into the event besides the women's match. I mean, the women's main event clearly is giving you a lot of steam for mania mainstream wise. But besides that, I mean, not having the undertaker in a match does take away going into the undertaker Brock match and people guarantee the undertaker would keep winning. And then all of a sudden Brock wins. 
Seth coming out there and stealing the briefcase and winning the championship kind of out of nowhere and becoming the top guy from the shield after they finally broke up. Is, is that, I don't know where that moment is for this mania. Where, where is the moment of Austin bleeding in the, in the sharpshooter or Mike Tyson being out there or, or even, I mean, unless there's a surprise, like, I guess we'll, this makes sense to ask, will Gronk be appearing? Is Gronk going to be a surprise? Will he be interfering in a match? Recently retired, um, for my money, the greatest tight end ever. Is he going to be appearing at this mania He's some way? He's probably going to be in the Andre. It would not surprise me if he shows up in the Andre. He did that before, though. He appeared in the Andre or no, did something. He was like Mojo won the Andre yeah, that yeah. year, and he was like ringside. So yeah. if he shows up, it's going to be in the Andre. I don't, I don't expect him to be like have any kind of – I mean, that sucks. I, I feel like um, Braun Strowman is just going to beat up all the SNL guys and win the Andre thing. Like there's yeah. no writing. He's going to dominate in the Andre thing. Yeah. But, yeah, Gronk will, Gronk – will Gronk actually have a role in the WWE beyond – a WrestleMania guest appearance. Will he actually not every day like Ronda Rousey, but will he, will he ever wrestle a match? No, I don't think so. No? Not in WWE. If he does, I feel like he would do it a smaller promotion. Um, they would absolutely bring him in. You don't think they they would obviously bring him in, but I feel like if they bring him in, they're going to want to bring him in for a while. And I feel like Gronk, the kind of person we know Gronk to be, he's not going to be anybody who wants to be tied down to a, even a 12 month contract with WWE. No he can get a Brock Lesnar. Do you? He can't get a Lesnar no. deal and show up once every few months. No, because he's going to play football in another year. That's why. <laughs> well, probably, but up until but George, you're telling me there can't be a scenario where this year he does WWE part time, then he then he comes back to the NFL in a year now. Like he can do both. I mean, he yeah. can come back in his little yeah. hiatus of a vacation. It's got to be like a couple appearances, man. You know, not, I don't think it'd be a full bore. Yeah. Even if know. it's a couple appearances, does he ever get in the ring and do a Dennis Rodman type of thing? No. WCW. No, I, don't, I don't. I don't think, think it so. happens in WWE. I feel like, I, I feel like, like it could happen. Like in a smaller promotion, will take that chance. Like, and I mean, like not even they Ring of Honor or AEW or New Japan. I feel like he'd have to get paid to go there, though. I don't think he loves wrestling like a Pat McAfee does. I think he just would take the money and likes being an entertainer. So he would go where the money is. If they bring him in to do that, they'd have to pay him, and those promotions don't have the money. The WWE has like I, I don't I don't see him being like a Pat McAfee who just wants to wrestle and will call, you know, Bumble, you know what, uh, back roads in West Virginia um, dark matches and in independence. Uh, what Pat McAfee was doing, he was doing independent matches while he was a kicker for, for the Mountaineers. I don't think you're going to see Gronk doing that. He doesn't love wrestling and he just wants money and to be an entertainer and go home and hang out with his frat brothers and his real life brothers that all look like him somehow. And, and that's exactly why he won't sign with WWE <laughs> probably, but I just was maybe looking at one appearance every six months or uh, something. Nobody wants to see that Gerbo. Um, what, do, what do you think would be the possible WrestleMania moment that uh, <laughs> coming this Sunday, next Sunday? Man, that's a good question. Um, my microphone, by the way. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm man. Sorry. It's okay. yeah, so you got That was loud. That was loud, George. I apologize. Uh, you know, I'm a loud. I'm the, that's why I'm the howitzer. Um, <laughs> you popping the mic. Popping the mic all the time. Gosh, I mean, obviously the stere- You know, traditional thing is to say the 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 women's thing at the end. Um, does Seth Rollins in any kind of way? You know, is is there something finally where we can you know just end this generic Brock Lesnar prances in once you know like what five times a year and makes yeah. an appearance? You know, can like can Seth Rollins actually ha- can can that be something more than 
That's I crazy think, if that is. I think everything, you know, if it, basically like if you're looking for a, you know, because you know the women's match is going to have the pop and everything like that. But if I'm looking for like a non-traditional place for there to have a moment, it's this generic <laughs> which person's going to fight Brock Lesnar this year type of thing. And yeah. every year you go in and it's like, OK, and then every year you're disappointed and thought it was going to be <laughs> Roman and a disappoint. And and can Seth Rollins somehow, you know, this inconceivable pull off the unthinkable and and, and kind of create something new for him semi I mean, because he's obviously a name guy and, and, a, and a major star but you know god if you got that pop from him and he beat and he beat lesnar and it wasn't just lesnar throwing throwing him around 15 times on suplexes and that's the end of the match <laughs> i mean i'm just i'm just sick of seeing that so that would like be like oh my god they did you know something different so i, I think you could see something I'd like to see something happen for him there, but like, I'm not optimistic. I I kind of, it just just seems unlikely. And it wouldn't you, I would almost be a little pissed if I was Roman Reigns. He lost to Lesnar about 17 times. Could you imagine his best friend finally winning? 18 times he lost. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> he lost to him in every pay-per-view for like a year and a half. Yeah, See, that's what it felt I, like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like if you were good, it would have made perfect sense to have him win. Honestly, they could have done it and have it not even hurt Brock. He could have won. We all would have forgot about it at this point. It's been, <laughs> but they kept. They didn't want. They never wanted to have Brock lose. So it would be very surprising to me that if they never wanted to have Brock lose and they wanted to make him Teflon because he was such a beast and an MMA guy, that they would have Seth Rollins, who as great as he is, as great of a heel as he is, and he's a former champion, that he's 100 pounds lighter, that they would have him go in there and win off some technical wrestling stuff when we know Brock Lesnar is a former collegiate world national champion. Collegiate, like, he can do everything. I, it's hard to believe they would do that. But maybe just to surprise us, it'd be kind of funny for Roman, who seemingly should have been the guy. Um, right. But that's what I'm saying. I don't know where where you go. I mean, there it could. I mean, I could see a surprise of Rey Mysterio winning the U.S. title over Samoa Joe because despite Joe Samoa Joe winning, <laughs> I just said Samoa. Joe yeah, I mean, he's not right. surprised when he loses. He 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 won the belt, but I don't think he's got a victory since winning the belt, Kellen. I I saw somebody tweet that Samoa Joe's one in sixteen since winning the United States Championship. Yeah, I, I think that's about true. I, I, I even. <laughs> Even on even on dark matches on on house shows, he hasn't won. Every time you read an article about Samoa Joe wrestling here or wrestling there, no matter whether it's in Cleveland or San Jose, he's losing. And now he's going against Rey Mysterio, who is a Hall of Famer, even though he's much smaller. You feel like that if you want to promote Samoa Joe as a champion, you have him mop the floor with Rey Mysterio. That would bill him up, but he'll probably lose somehow, and then that'll help Rey. But he'll drop the belt soon, so it won't matter. And then Samoa Joe will go back to being a mid carder and right. Floundering again. Speaking of but Rey Mysterio, that, um, Kurt Angle's only, fighting him next week too. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, it's, that would be kind of cool. I, it, it, <laughs> Kurt, God bless. I'm sick. I am so damn. Well, he's g- picking sick of this Kurt. I know he's picking everybody handpick and this and that. He barely can talk anymore. He <laughs> just stands there and roll. Like it's painful to watch. It is. It is painful to watch. And Rey Mysterio. Well, that's this why one, he's fair. It's a farewell tour. It's over. Yeah, he, Kurt, he is. Yeah, he is it, a shell of it, form, It's so. been over. He's going to stand there, and Rey Mysterio is going to do like jumping jacks and spin around his head and things like that. And basically, he, Rey's going to do all the work, and Kurt's going to stumble around and somehow fall backwards on Rey for uh, a win. Well, that's tonight, how that's Randy gonna interfered, well, and that's why AJ lost tonight. It wasn't that he beat AJ. Randy RKO'd right. AJ. 
I forgot everybody bailing Kurt Angle out. Man. Well, that, that, George, that also is if you haven't noticed, now these are great matches that have some connection to his personal life, but he's picking these matches, the AJ Styles, the the Chad Gables, the yeah, Gable, even, even Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio. Everyone he's picking to wrestle, he knows full well can carry him in the ring. He's basically saying, I want to have an off night while I get a victory, a and I'm going to have you do all the work. Although I will say, <laughs> I will say, Ray Mysterio's not in that great of shape either. Ray Mysterio's borderline fat. So he is getting fat I don't know again. how that match is going to go. Again, yeah, I know. He don't got, know how he that's going to go. Got- he got cut again. He got fit, and now he just slipped back into it. I don't know how that's going to go. Ray, fat Ray Mysterio versus old Kurt Angle. I'm not sure. That might be the worst match we've go. seen on Ray's TV gonna, in about 30 years. Ray's going to spin um, around his head and neck and legs and do 619s, and then Kurt's going to somehow you know, kick him in the head or something like that. Exactly. That's how Yeah, I mean, it, again, I feel like, of course, <laughs> of course it's over for Kurt Angle. Even as a talker, he's not as good. Here's the problem, George. Kurt Angle was really only good on the mic when he was a heel. He's not he's not good as a face. Yeah. So they've been billing him as for a year now after he was done as being the GM, they've been billing him as a face before this farewell tour. I don't I don't get this I don't get this obsession on farewell tours why you got to be a baby face. If your best work is a heel, you can be a heel on your farewell tour. Come That's on, okay. Come on, honestly. Maybe you win at would the end and then they have tour. They give you I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, think about it, Ostie. Like you've been a heel your whole career, and then all of a sudden it's like, "Hey, I'm going to retire. Let's have a farewell tour." And then you want them to be advertised. Well, it doesn't have to be a farewell tour. tour. Why can't it just be? Why do, it, can, it doesn't have to be even billed as a farewell tour? You can have a, a, a match, and then if if you lose, you're retired, and then you can have him lose, and then at the end of the day, even though he lost, you have who, John Cena, whoever, even though he was a heel, can shake his hand and say, "I respect you because you're a legend, even though you, I don't like you because you're a heel." You can do yeah. different things. You don't got to do this. This whole Derek Jeter farewell tour, Kobe Bryant farewell Blaine tour, Wade. Kurt Angle. Both I told George this in the past. We're over. <laughs> it's too many damn farewell tours in sports. If you're a Hall of Famer and you retire, we got to have a farewell tour and give you trophies and a rocking chair and a gift basket every time you go to my arena. I'm Surf done board. with it. No more farewell tours. We don't. We're we're gonna put you in the Hall of Fame. Why do we got to do a farewell tour? Kurt Angle's already in the Hall of Fame. He's already been <laughs> inducted. We've already put him in. We did the milk truck, and he said you suck, and did the chant. He's already been inducted. Unless they were gonna do, they should have done some package with Cena, give him one last run. If he loses, I'm gonna retire because I should have. I beat you back then, and I was always better than you, and I'm gonna beat you now. And then he loses, and then he retires. Or this farewell tour sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh, you suck, Chan. This is the this is the laziest and worst way they could write it. It almost was like they were in a room saying, like George was, Kurt Angle doesn't have it anymore. He doesn't want to do it anymore. He Why has he got to wrestle every week? He does not need to wrestle. Well, this is what week. I'm saying. They're He's a whole the man. Fan. They wanted to, do the man. to have him go out, and it was bring him out. Bring him out in Pittsburgh, obviously. But he didn't need to appear tonight. He doesn't need to appear next week in DC. But they keep doing it, and it's just enough. I can't take any more of it. Well, this is probably to appease Kurt Angle because they're giving him such a horrendous WrestleMania match that they're going to give him, let him wrestle whoever he wants, leading up to it. But. I, the bear. I, I feel like as much as Kurt Angle's career ended several years ago, and he, he, despite how legendary he is, he deserves better than Baron Corbin at WrestleMania. And I think so he's going to get it. I hope so. I don't care if he wins or loses. He got to get better than Baron Corbin at WrestleMania. Yeah. Great. I mean, even I mean, if it really crunch for Tom though, he might just get Baron Corbin and matches over in ten minutes, and everybody goes home. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the only way Kurt Angle probably will win. They'd let him just beat up Baron Corbin. That'll be it. And everyone's saying that it's going to be somebody else. I feel like if it's not Cena or not somebody else, that it's going to be uh, that might be where Twitter finally explodes for the first time on that night and gets a little pissed. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So, okay. so are you going to say something, Gerba? No, 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 no. You're good. Sorry. T- take, take her and Kurt Angle. I'll throw that in there. <laughs> I would, I would love to see that, man. I mean, that's an easy. They're at the same, they're at the same skill level, so it would be easier to walk. Yeah, I mean, honestly, George, you don't have a problem with Undertaker, and he's fat, slow, and can't walk hardly, and you're ragging on Kurt Angle. Come yeah, on. you got punching at the same weight. Like he's going to fight Lesnar. We know how that's going to. You know, like let him fight. You know, they're both old. It would be just you know for the gimmick of it. Right. Like they gave Goldberg or like, for example, Batista's going to have this match with Triple H. He's probably going to retire. He wants to be a movie star, but it's a a two week long storyline. He's the heel. That's fine. It's his best work. The Goldberg. He came back. He's a baby face. That's his best work. He did a storyline with Triple H. That was the end of it. He did that. And that was it. He did the Brock Lesnar thing as well. That was the end of it. And his family got to see him wrestle. You don't need to do a farewell tour every single week or bill it as a farewell tour. Just give him one last package. <laughs> okay, let it, it be with Cena and let it be over with. Yeah, yeah they, they they made too much of this that they actually are killing it. And it, it I actually, uh, Kurt Angle wrestling is the last thing that I look forward to every Monday night. And I actually dread seeing it. I turn off the TV when he's out there now. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Samoa Joe match though it was kind of entertaining though. That was cool. It was weird to see him out there with a four sided ring. Only because uh, Samoa Joe just knows how to work to his opponents, uh, make his opponents look good because he loses yeah. every single week, so he's used to it. <laughs> he, he needs to go to AEW or whatever. He should like he does never win. He seriously does not win any of the matches. He didn't really win a lot in TNA either though. To be honest with you, <laughs> NXT is the only place he's ever won. Um, all right. all right. So let's, let's wrap this thing up here. And I, I, I just want to know, um, I, I'm going to go ahead and say what I think my, my match of the night's going to be. And okay. my match of the night, as excited as I am for the triple threat, excited I am that Kofi through the help of the new day tonight has solidified his spot. At WrestleMania is going for the strap as, um, excited as I am to see, I guess Ricochet and Alistair Black wrestle for the WWE title <laughs> eventually. Like, you know, that's yeah. going to happen. I like Ricochet. Oh, I like I Ricochet. Ricochet and Alistair Black. I, just don't, <laughs> I don't really like Ricochet that much. I'm hating on Ricochet. It's because he's black. I love him. I'm hating on Ricochet. <laughs> I like, I mean, Ricochet. I like the athleticism, man. I love seeing, I love seeing crazy things in the ring. You don't know. I know, but see. it's only, there's a ceiling of where you can go with that. You can't, I mean, sure. He, <laughs> yeah, the ceiling yeah, is Ray Mysterio fat. Week, oh, he, he grew up idolizing Shawn Michaels. Well, Ricochet, you're never going to be the next Shawn Michaels, bro. Like you're Ricochet. You're, you're a gum band that's being thrown around the ring. It's it's a mid card single single situation as a ceiling. He could end up as Mysterio fat in his old age. You don't know that. Don't don't yeah, look at him. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Mysterio is another guy. They gave him a world championship and never a WWE championship. No, he there did get it. He did get it. You forget. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, yeah. Briefly, he won yeah, it yeah. for. for so there's, a, there's been a Hispanic WWE champion with Guerrero too. Yeah, yeah. He had it for like two hours before Cena won it back when Punk was gone in 2011. Yeah, freaking Rey Mysterio has been WWE champion. Jeff Hardy's been a WWE champion. We've had Eddie Guerrero be a Hispanic WWE champion, but there's never been an African American WWE champion. Come on, man, that's asinine. And Greg Khali's been a WWE champion. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Greg Khali. Wow. Wow, guys. Greg Khali. Wow. Yeah, just saying. Ginger, Ginger Mahal. Well, he was. 
Oh yeah, he was he was the world champion or WWE champion gender, yeah. So yeah. my match of the night I'm looking forward to is Seth and Brock. Because I really okay. think that they might actually find a way to steal the show. Like I feel like Brock Brock works with who he wants to work with. We've seen <laughs> well obviously, duh. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like Brock pick kind of handpicks his opponents too. And yeah. the thing is um, we've seen Brock versus the little guy. We've seen it a bunch of times within the last 18 months with AJ and Finn and Daniel Bryan. And we got another little guy going in there um, with Seth. And obviously everybody's a little compared to Brock Lesnar. But the thing is, I really think that they may try to have a bony fide four to five star wrestling match in whatever mm. time frame they have. And if they and if they're able to do what they do. Even if Lesnar comes out on top, which I don't think he's going to, um, okay, I, I feel like it could be the match of the night. I got, I'm going to put down Rollins and um, Lesnar for my match of the night. Okay, okay, Gerbo. I will. Yeah, as as easy as it would. George, be. you got a match of the night? Yes, 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 yes. As easy as it would be to go to um, the to the triple threat, obviously at the end. Um, <sighs> I'm, I'm split between two and I think I'm going, and this is another, it's weird to pick like a match of the night that's early. Um, I'm excited to see Finn Balor. I'm a Finn Balor fan. Um, I, I, I Again, you, you see me gravitating toward the guys that can do crazy things right. uh, athletically in the ring. Um, but I don't know how much, you know, you can get out of that. And you've seen him try and toy with Leo Rush and that. But so that that's an interesting storyline for the for the Intercontinental belt. Um, but I, in, you know, for nothing, you know, uh, that whole no, thing sucks. I hate that whole. That whole yeah, thing. it's it's kind of <laughs> like it's kind of got like no direction and everything, whatever. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go big guys and I'm, I'm going to go, uh, kind of what Kellen's saying about Lesnar and Rollins. I hope Rollins wins. I think that would be a WrestleMania moment, but I think it's just going to be, you know, eight to 10 suplexes and three F fives. And that's the match <laughs> because that's what happens. Yeah. You know, it just, um, so, but kind of along your, your line of thought, Kellen, I'm going to go Reigns and McIntyre. Um, because like they've been doing, I'm trying to figure out where this ends, with Drew McIntyre, like, you know, they've paired him up and then they've spun him off and now he's his own guy and they're trying to develop him as psychopath Scott or whatever the tagline is. Psychopath uh, Scott. What, what's he called? The psycho, the Scottish Scott psychopath. psychopath. <laughs> I, I was in the ball. It's like not like he has a name character. tag that says he's not, his name isn't Scott. Like he's in an office. Call, yeah, exactly. Just call him psychopath Scott. That's his new name. It's, it's like he's in the, he's, he's a character in the office. He's the psychopath. He's Milton or something. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm going to fight everybody in the shield just for the hell of it. And it's Reigns' first big match after leukemia and everything. So I think that could be, that has some potential for me low key to be uh, the match in the night. Okay. Well, then I will ask you though, the psychopath Scott has been built up so much and clearly <laughs> he is going to be the future of the company. And really they just put them together like Randy Orton and AJ Styles. Cause they didn't have anything to do with let, let, Don't kid yourself too, George. They had nothing to do with these two men. Either. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So they threw them together because Roman had to have a match and they didn't know what to do with, with psychopath Scott. And, yeah. And I'm trying, I mean, I'm trying to go non-traditional. Break it, up, I, he's break it up with groups. So he was such a beast. They didn't know what to do with them, but who do you think wins? Do they give it to Roman because of leukemia, or do they actually continue the storyline arc, which would mean Drew McIntyre would get the win because he's been the guy that they're promoting? Hold up. Hey. What's up, everybody? What up, though, from my Detroit people? 
My name is Kellen Conley, host of the world's greatest podcast, Hyphen Nation. And also, I am the founder of the Hyphen Podcast Group. Now, you may know some of our great shows like mine, Hyphen Nation, or I Black Man Podcast, or Catch the Show, or it's like a podcast or whatever, or Browns in Our Blood if you're a Browns fan, or just an NFL fan in general, or Lemon on the Edge, or even Victory Jump Off Radio. But I'm here with a special announcement. Hyphen Podcast Group now has a Patreon page. Now, I didn't want to do this because, honestly, we're working on getting our numbers up. But what happens around the middle of the month is our web hosting, which is graciously provided to us by Eric Jordan of Browns in Our Blood. Uh, We forget to pay it because we have other bills, and then the site goes down. What happens is normally Catch the Show comes out on Saturday, and by the middle of the month on a Saturday, well, the site's down. And then I got a show I got to promote, and I can't do that. I mean, I can on Instagram, but I don't feel right not having everything on the site because the the links on Instagram say link in the bio. So what's the point of going to link in the bio if you can't bring up the site? So start a Patreon page. Not asking for much. Just looking to get roughly about $15 a month right now. That would be enough for us to pay for the hosting each month. It's located at patreon.com slash hyphen podcast group. Check us out. There's tiers and rewards. You can even be on a show if you're crazy enough to pay us a bunch of money. But even if you just throw a dollar in, which is the minimum tier, that means that you get your name mentioned on a pod at any given time. There's going to be a list of Patreons, and we will say your name, if you want us to, on a pod. And that's kind of cool. So... If you want to support us and keep the site running on a timely basis, which is what we're trying to do, please check out the Patreon, man. And again, that is patreon.com slash hyphen podcast group. And continue to check out our shows. Let your friends know about our shows. We're on all podcast listening platforms. And yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, y'all. No, I think I think they will give it to McIntyre because the, oh, he's wow. been, you know, so heavy in this in this push so far. And he's just literally, you know, beating and uh, Claymore, Claymoring everybody in sight that you know, it's got to end with some, with some kind of something and it's not for a belt. So you can, you know, you know, go ahead and, and, and put McIntyre over, um, and, and see what that leads you into, um, down the road. But yeah, I, I still think, yeah, but the Becky Rhonda Charlotte is, I think will end up being, you know, when all said and done, but you know, low key, if I'm looking for something else here on the card, it's, it's two big guys, Roman and, and Drew against each other. Yeah, the, the morning shows the next morning are clearly going to be about the, about the women's match, the main event, as it should. The Whoever wins going to unify the belts, and eventually they'll split them up again. It'll hurt the roster for a while, but that'll be a great moment and one cool payoff, no matter who wins. Um, it'll be interesting it? if they actually would let Seth win. I would be surprised as well. I'm pretty skeptical. I just can't imagine that after everything they'd have him be the guy that beats Lesnar. I do think, George, that if... It almost depends on what they do with Seth Rollins on who would win the Drew McIntyre-Roman Reigns match because if they have Seth Rollins beat Lesnar and Roman Reigns lose, then they couldn't really go Monday night and have Roman come out and congratulate Seth and say, great win, you did something I couldn't do, but I was a former champion. I only lost this belt because I had leukemia. You're my best friend. You got to give me my my first title shot after because you did this and I deserve it now. And then Seth agrees and they have this baby face title run. That's probably going to suck, but it's probably what they would do. Yeah. But I don't know if that'll have as much steam if Roman Reigns is coming off a loss. I think he'd have to win in order to do that. Which, although I think Lesnar's going to win anyway, so it won't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know. I'd like to see the Shane Miz match. I think is going to be pretty underrated and pretty cool as well. Uh, Shane will probably be the guy that steals that show, even though Miz is a great heel and a great character. It's odd that Miz is the face for this because I love Miz as a heel. Yeah. And it kind of sucks he has to be the baby face. Kellen and I talked about that before, that mm-hmm. it's like Randy Orton. The Miz and Randy Orton are great heels and legendary heels, but they suck as baby faces. They can't. Yeah. They don't want to be baby faces. Even Miz in his reality show is trying to be a heel. He doesn't want to be a nice guy. It doesn't fit. He was like that on the real world, but that's not what he wants to do now. So it's pretty odd for him to be the face. It's just weird. I almost would have thought maybe they would have him turn heel on Shane, but they did the reverse. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, as I said, the AJ Styles Randy Orton match is going to be is going to be great as far as wrestling. I don't know where there's a cool moment or unless unless do, do Seth we, Rollins wins. Yeah. Do we, we expect know there's anything? Do we expect anything tangible from Triple H and Batista, or is it just dual? Oh, yeah, that match is going to be horrible. That's like, going to be awful. You know, I, mean, um, I mean, George, that match is going to be awful. It's going to go about eight minutes exactly. Triple H is going to win the match clean. Triple H continues to get another victory, and it's even part of what was said. But his career's on the line, Mike. <laughs> I know, George. I know his career is on the line as well. Um, Batista wants to go in the in the, the world of the world of movies. He's already been doing well there. Clearly, WWE paid him a lot of money to come back, and he wanted to do this match with Triple H. He's talked about it, that if he ever came back, it would be with Hunter. We get it. Hunter always wins these situations, whether it be Sting or whoever in these Undertaker Kane. He always wins. He's going to bill himself to win. Um, he hasn't won at WrestleMania himself- since the Sting match, though. I hear you, but there's no way he's losing this one. I know. Because there's another reason. He's done everything his career, the 14-time champion, or as Bret, Hall like, or Bret Hart likes to sarcastically say, he's a 1,000-time champion. Mm-hmm. He keeps winning. He has his resume. Uh, he's done everything, but he's never beaten Batista. He lost to Batista when they had the rivalry 10 years ago. Batista brought it up. The second Batista brought it up on the damn anniversary show on SmackDown, George, I said right there, oh, man, before the year's over, Triple H is going to get a victory over freaking Batista because he can't have any any stone unturned. He got to have everything done before he finally calls it quits. He's going in the Hall of Fame as DX, so eventually going by himself. But, I mean... He's going to get that win for sure. It'll probably be the worst match of the show, but somehow, unless it's Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. But I don't know where there's a moment. I'm kind of waiting to be pretty disappointed. Unless there's a big Seth Rollins victory, or somehow there's a swerve, and I don't know, um, somehow Alexa Bliss comes out and stands up unifying the belts, even though she's the host of the WrestleMania. I don't know. Unless there's something like that, I don't I don't see where I don't I don't need <laughs> moments of blisses at WrestleMania. I mean, I, know yeah, I, I like, Alexa, but I, yeah, I'm, I like I like Alexa blisses. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do, I, too. But the thing is, I, I'm tired of her not being able to wrestle because like this time yeah. last year, she was a major factor in the title picture. Um, well, give her credit to her character, though, that she doesn't have to wrestle to still be in, in on the show around. Yeah. She, yeah. Point. I mean, she's marketing herself really really well even on instagram and twitter she's out there like she's wrestling even though she's not but i will say you can only take it so far it can't be a ryan shay's year situation with wwe she can't not wrestle for two years and be the host of wrestlemania every year and do the moment of bliss eventually if she can't get back in the ring that gotta be it i love her so much she got a crush on her but we can't just have this i mean you gotta it's cool now, but eventually she got to get back in the but ring. But honestly, compared to what the women are going to be going through soon, if these Belsky unified, then uh, 
she might be in a better position and keep doing Moment of Bliss because there's no reason for her to be wrestling if she has to fight against all the other wrestlers on the roster for screen time. Yeah, I guess so. And if you can't be the WWE Women's Champion, you're just going to be a mid-carder or a tag team champ. So maybe she doesn't want to do any of that. And she's kind of, she is in a better position now where she's above Asuka and a lot of the mid-card girls because without even wrestling. Right. She's basically Ronda Rousey, Becca, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte. And who's the fourth biggest female star right now? Sasha Alexa Banks. Bliss. Sasha Banks. <laughs> Alexa Bliss. And she hasn't wrestled in a year. So it sucks. But <laughs> yeah, two hundred Royal Rumble. All right. <laughs> she wasn't that. Was it? Feel, well, it's technically that was last year. That was January. No, it was in. It was in like the beginning yeah, of the year. Been, yeah. Been well, yeah I thought it was in December. Gonna, okay. January. Yeah, it's around my birthday usually. Um. Yeah. Well, it's been a while, and even before that was a while. Like she, she, she got to eventually come back. I'm sick of this. It feels like a year. How about I'll put it to you that way? Okay. Well, but I, I do. I do have a crush on Alexa Bliss. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, as long as you keep it safe. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be smart in these 2019 streets. Um, mm-hmm. So, guys, I, I just I really want to thank you for, yeah. for being on the show. I asked for Osti, and I got the Howitzer and the Buzzsaw. <laughs> I, I like. Well, George forced himself. George forced. That's okay. Gert, that's what the Howitzer <laughs> George, does. George, George lets you. Yeah, exactly. George lets you know this was going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, yeah, I wouldn't have known about it otherwise. I do want to let y'all know that you've been listening to the Howitzer and Buzzsaw show on Blog Talk Radio, and I'm the host. I mean, I'm the guest, Kellen Conley. That's been on this whole episode. <laughs> but I, I, it's been absolute fun chopping it up with you guys for real. Because we haven't done it in the ages, and yeah. we should actually spend some real life time together. I know you guys do that, but like I'd like to join in sometimes. So next time you Absolutely. come to Morgantown, like don't let me find out on Instagram story that was messed up. It's like oh oh, I think I did that one time. I usually always told Kellen, but I had my, I had my girlfriend there, and it was a whole it was a whole uh, thing. I was, was, yeah, there was WV bowl game sucked. She made fun <laughs> of us because there was no hoopla. Yeah, no one cared. I mean, it was so next time for sure. Okay, um, so um. Mike Osti, this is your moment to leave the people, the listeners of Hyphen Nation, with some words of wisdom. It can be about anything. It doesn't have to be wrestling related. It can be about whatever comes to mind. And Gerbo, you think of yours. Oh, man. Okay. I mean, I don't. That, that's, that's something. Um, wow. Well, I will, I will command everybody, and Kellen, you probably still have the audio somewhere because you save everything, to go back and listen to... When I fully explained it, I'm not going to do it now, but I fully explained my adventure at the JFK airport <laughs> six years ago, or may, may actually have been eight years, seven years ago now, after the PGA Championship and how asinine that was through G- JFK and LaGuardia and Jamaica Queens bumping a biggie and a whole day and a half in the airport and how crazy that was. So I, I command you to go back there and Kellen somehow get them the audio where where that story it's can be unfolded. It's, it's on oh, okay, there it is. That that's how I that's how I won that MVP back back in the day, um, back when we actually were were, were doing the uh, the Blog Talk Radio and we gave, gave them the publicity. So we've we've come a long way. Yeah, we've I know you're not way. on Blog Talk anymore, but that's just what I remember you guys from. So I know that you're. Still no, no, I, I know it was a nice little old school kickback. Uh, even though we hate them now, I'm gonna play the champion um, music when when we start this. Yeah, you should. Yeah, we should. We open up every show for that. I don't, I have nothing else. Uh, I don't know. Um, he's tired now. He's like dominated the whole podcast. I, I, he's I, out I, of I, air. Yeah, I mean the only the only last thing that I'll say because I guess this is recent news, and I was gonna say it on the HBS. We're probably not gonna do another show during this same thing as being a, a news wire, and it'll probably piss you guys off based on what I've heard already. Is for my money, based on 
the statistics of single games based on touchdowns, based on touchdown per game, but based on everything when he was healthy, even though that was only about seven years out of the nine that he played because he had two injury plague seasons, I get there were other guys with longer longevity in the Tony Gonzalez or the Shannon Sharps who maybe even won more, but Gronk is the greatest tight end of all time. Mm. <laughs> uh, if you look at if he played 20 years he'd have the same all-time numbers he didn't play that long i could compare gronk to sandy koufax of baseball history he is that great and that dominant when he was there when he was healthy but the longevity wasn't there so some will penalize him for that but they shouldn't and if you look at it in a vacuum he's the greatest ever and if you really want to research Gronk, especially anybody in this Morgantown, Pittsburgh region, he is a part of why public schools also recruit too. It's not just Catholic schools. Woodland Hills recruited him. Go ahead. I, I did not know that. You learned something new every day. He was there in his senior year. He went there one year in his senior year, went to Woodland Hills where Jason Taylor went to the prestigious public school in Western PA. He went there for one year after growing up in Buffalo and being from Buffalo and playing three years of high school football in Buffalo, New York, then went to Woodland Hills for one year and was clearly recruited to be there by their former Hall of Fame coach. They, they rag on Catholic schools like mine back in the day for recruiting so much, and they want to separate the leagues, but public schools recruit as well. Gronk was recruited, and my favorite Gronk moment from Super Bowl media day was when he was asked about his favorite moment from his time at Woodland Hills by a local Pittsburgh media member, and he said the restaurant in Monroeville, and if anybody has been to that area, they would know that's not in Woodland Hills, and it further makes Gronk have no idea what he was doing, no idea where he was, a complete frat brother who yet was the greatest tight end of all time. I'm putting Kellen Winslow ahead of Gronk still. Get out of here. I'm, I'm well, Tony Gonzalez. Simple, though. He had a short career where it was dominant. I, so I, would put, I would put Gonzalez ahead of, ahead of Gronk, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gonzalez played 30 years. But he compiled numbers over 20 years. If, he, if you cut that career down to seven or nine, eight years, it wouldn't have been close to Gronk. Antonio, Antonio Gates, Kellen? Antonio Gates. He's not ahead of Gronk. Get out of here. Antonio Gates had a great career. In the fact, dude, Austin, he, he did it. That's for you right here. Let me see. Yes, get him. Get him. So let's see. Antonio Gates. Uh, he was in Pro Bowl eight times. Antonio Gates is a great guy. I'm not saying against him. I'm not ragging Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates is a whole career receptions for 11,000 <laughs> yards and 111 touchdowns and 14 NFL seasons. And I think he had a couple more since then. So. Come on, man. Antonio Gates, is a, <laughs> Antonio Gates is very underrated. He's a Hall of Fame guy. But what again, what I'm saying is, yes, if you play 18, 19, even 16 years like Shannon Sharp or 20 years almost like Tony Gonzalez, you're going to put up a lot of career numbers. If Gronk played 16 years or 18 years, he'd have much better career numbers. He had a very short career. He's younger than all of us, and he's already retired. He had nine years in the NFL, only seven years when he was fully healthy, and if you if you move those seven years of being fully healthy into a 14-year or 16-year career, it'd be the same career numbers as Antonio Gates or Shannon Sharp or Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez. And it's very similar to Colin Winslow, who I believe only played nine years as well but didn't win as much. So I, Gronk, if you look at the actual in-game, what he was averaging and even what he did in the playoffs, He's the best. If he played as many years as those other guys, he'd have the same numbers. I'm not penalizing him because he retired early. 
You're basically penalizing him because he quit at 29 years old. You were just if he, dying if, to get this If he taken. played until he was 35, the numbers Seriously, are man. I mean, this is, this is my life, Kellen. This is, this is how this goes. <laughs> the, numbers, the numbers would be there if he played longer. I love me some Gronk. Love Gronk long time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is what came to mind. Oh okay, so Asti's words of wisdom is Gronk is the greatest yeah. in all time. I would love to right. hear your opinions on that one, and I will pass them along to Mike Asti. Or you can always just tweet them at Mike Asti11 on Twitter, M-I-K-E-A-S-T-I-11. Feel free. He loves loves yeah. fighting with people on Twitter, so go get him. Yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Slide my DMs. Yeah, do that if you want to. You could just tweet him like a normal person. If you want to get in his messages, though, that's cool. Too. <laughs> well, people have done it, unfortunately. I've been threatened. He just likes oh. saying that, Kellen. He just, uh, people do it, but he likes saying it, too. So I, know. I like saying it, but I, I showed George a screenshot where somebody um, threatened to kill me in my DMs once, so it happens. Oh, my God. Oh, Austin, always the heel, my friend. So, right. so Gerbo. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go more aspiration, not completely unrelated to whatever okay. Mike was Mike's take on tight ends in the NFL. Um, more aspirational, inspirational um, for for the folks of Hyphen Nation and all the listeners out there. We we live unfortunately in a time where our discourse is is toxic, but there's more that unites us then divides us and sometimes we we forget that and we 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 miss that and we fail to realize that so just in in your discourse just be you know we're all we're all people we're all we're all we're all americans we're all you know kind of going after the same thing we all have our struggles we all have our challenges we all have our dreams our hopes um our visions um and just just be just be good to each other in in your day to day life. Treat others as you want to be treated, and and we can kind of you know through through small steps, small incremental steps of just being nice to people, um, we can kind of fix um, the the the, pro- the problems that um, that ail that ail us kind of as a people. Um, there's there's nothing that that love can't overcome. Think love first. There's no need for hate in our in in in, in our discourse. I'm, I live in Washington. I'm kind of on the front lines of this, um, and DC is like the kind of like a dirty word for people. But you know, just just be better. Just be better to each other. Uh, your fellow man, your fellow uh, your fellow neighbor, friend, whoever it may be, um, and 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 treat each other with respect. You know that that's that's my kind of aspirational words of wisdom for hyphenation. Nice. Right, I almost cried there. Right. <laughs> that was very. That yeah, I mean, it, I mean, you almost forcing me to be the heel. Kellen's the nicest. Yeah, it's how it goes. I'm the butterfly, unicorn, and rainbow on Earth, that, and that's what, that's, what, that's what I do, man. George is giving me peace on Earth and goodwill, and of course, I'm going to end up being the heel here. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love George. I, I would. I totally agree. I would love if that was the case, but we know that's not reality. Right. But we can we can strive. You know, just simple things. Just strive. Just strive to be better. That's all. Yeah, that's all so I'm saying. Just just because somebody disagrees with you does not mean that uh, they're a horrible person. It's exactly, possible. exactly. You, you can keep friendships, you can keep relationships, mm-hmm. you can keep families despite disagreements. It is possible, folks. We can, uh, we can, we we can all persevere over this. It's not that difficult, but for some reason, it's very, very hard for everybody out there. Um, but it, it it is possible. All right. So my words of wisdom is: don't get the Philly uh, steak at Sheets because you will be disappointed. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. I feel like I, I agree with that. <laughs> because I made oh, yeah, that mistake I, the other day. Yeah. I thought I wanted to fill the the steak sub from Sheets, and I ate it, and it was just like not hitting. 
And I was very disappointed. So uh, okay. that's my food advice for today. We got Osti's hot ass tight end takes. We got um <laughs> we got Gerbo's words of wisdom and like uprising, <laughs> lifting words. And then you have food advice for me saying don't eat the cheese steak sub. Get definitely get the sampler and do the mozzarella all mozzarella sticks. You'll get like a bunch of sticks. Get the Dr. Oh, Pepper sauce. see, no, I do the sampler and I do two uh, of the chicken uh, and the popcorn chicken and then the other one, cheese curds. Okay, that works too. Okay. That works too. Cheese curds seems like a Gerbo meal. You ever oh have the fried, the fried pickles and cheese? They're actually not bad. I did that once. They're good. I did the cheese curds, the chicken, and the pickles, but then I realized I like the cheese curds more, but the pickles are strong. Pickles are good. I love the cheese yeah, curds at BW3s. I, I, it's really annoying to me, though, despite living in a city that has so many sheets. I, I got a sheets card, 50 bucks for for Christmas, I usually get it, and I don't really live near one. Everywhere I go, there's not really a sheet. You can so slide it's been this, that I'm in my the, DMs. I'll take that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, it's already been used. I actually traveled for it, but I, I know you got about three sheets within a mile over there in Morgantown. I, I literally but am in between three sheets right now. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, and I I got I don't have that many sheets near me. It's crazy. I'm in like this sheets vortex of Pittsburgh. It's very very odd. Um, and George right now doesn't be able to. He, he can't get food at a gas station when he wants to just go outside at midnight. That's crazy. It's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on. That's George, why he, he lives to some eat, um, shredded shredded wheat. That's why I mean shredded wheat and yeah, yeah exactly. He, 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 yeah. Shredded wheat. He had sheets mail, well, He'd be out there at night, but instead he's closing his day like Jerry Seinfeld with some shredded wheat. I mean, I'm, that's I'm going to have like a bowl, like, as we speak. I'm going to have a bowl of cereal here after this. So it's all right. <laughs> don't like, do shredded wheat. Don't do shredded wheat. I got I got special K. Special that's K. Fine. That's better. That's better. That's that's, that's okay. better. At least it won't get you on a. I mean, you're trying to avoid the 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 my six hundred pound life venture. So that's, that's correct. That is one hundred percent correct. Which yes. is my guilty pleasure. That's my last little comment too. That's my guilty pleasure of a program. I, I, that in a pimple popper. Oh, you were watching pimple popper. Best show on TV. Videos. Well, I'm watching that as well. They both the my sister Brown life's been on for about ten years. That's a that's a great program. I know it's crazy, man. But you watch it's, pimple it's... popping videos. I don't care about six hundred pound life. You watch pimple popping videos? Yeah, Doctor Lee. I'm watching. There's a whole TV show. Oh, that's oh, weird. Don't do that. Don't do that. Oh. I'm watching. Right, it's right on the right in the same family as my six hundred pound life. But yeah, I'm watching it. And every time I watch, I'm thinking to myself, and I've even said this to people I'm watching with. That could have been George Gerbo. That could have been George. He he avoided this life. <sighs> Oh my yeah, God. Could have been George, but he was playing wearing skinny jeans. That could have been George. Thank God hey, it's not. George Gerbo is top player number one. Okay, leave him alone. <laughs> and he's also the MVP of this episode. There you go, Gerbo. Oh man, George, George has to. He has to. He has to give uh, a a uh, a speech about. Uh, Peace on Earth and, and goodwill to all men in order to in order to get the MVP. Man, I am wearing that with pride. You're, you're the first MVP winner of hyphenation, actually. I don't think I've ever had to get that. Oh that man, that's wow. right here. I just like, I just have to do it. Well, I, I do. That doesn't take away from my previous championship. It doesn't. Say. It doesn't. You no, do have not. previous rings. So, <laughs> if y'all want to check out the Howitzer Buzzsaw Show, just go to any podcast listening platform. Type in Howitzer Buzzsaw like I just did, <laughs> and uh, you'll get it. The most recent episode was on March 19th. Asinine Madness talking about the NCAA's. And yeah. I can tell you from experience, these guys know their stuff. I've always loved their work. And then when they, I got to be on the show years ago and then develop the podcast relationships with them, I, it's just something I've always enjoyed. And then, like I said, having them on here together has just been really cool, even though I do feel like I was a guest on my own show, but it was totally worth it because I don't get to lay back that much <laughs> on my own show, so I'm okay <laughs> with it. So I appreciate you guys coming. Yeah, on it's there. probably different than uh, Anthony and uh, yeah. 
yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have you on as well, and we'll get to uh, do this uh, same thing uh, as well. And the new day, the shield. There's the great trio factions. But there's always a heel turn. So, yeah, at some point I'm gonna have to heel turn on one of you guys. I don't know. We'll We've been waiting out. on this for years. So, yeah, I know. And and I'm I'm, I'm sitting back. It's it's a great work. It's a great story arc we got going here. Man, it's, uh, talk about playing the long game. That's a true feud. Yeah, right play. We're playing, <laughs> playing the long game. It's a 11 year trek here. We've been uh, yes. That's, we've been we've been going. It's crazy. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, Gerbo, thank you for uh, letting Osti know about about the pod and saying yes. that you wanted to make this happen. And then absolutely, you know, and, I did not know. And then, guys, I'm just going to go ahead and end it with uh, thanks, y'all. Mm-hmm.